0: Log
1: Talk Radio. Africa. 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 The center of the world. Latitude zero, longitude zero. planned by the Creator. Sizanthropus was the first man found on the Earth. That Earth. Of the world. So vast, so great, the African
2: embrace, when you give away The color of life, universal harmonies. The earth supports our conscious effort for sustained humanity. Together Human beings. Human love. On a spiritual tip. In
0: exchange for one? So vast. To the other. So great. The Africans.
3: live beyond love beyond your skin to
0: where you belong
3: We are doo-wop and and hip-hop and we don't stop. So our mother gave birth to everyone on earth. So we echo her call. And always walk tall. Because we're hip to the world, so we create black pearls. That everyone can wear. That everyone can share. We can't live in despair. So we shine everywhere. On and, on. On
1: and
4: on. We welcome you to Africa on the move on the sixth day of October, on the sixth day of October 6, 2022. And let me make that a correction. It's November the 6th, 2022. Like always, we're here to serve you, to serve humanity, but more importantly, to serve justice by attempting to give you information that will elevate you to a higher level of productivity, a higher level, level of critical thinking, and to a higher level of political and economic activities that will create a new paradigm where all human beings are free and treat with respect and accordingly. This is the objective for this program, and we ask you to join us every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. on this platform. You can do this by dialing in at 323 679 Our political panelists and analysts They will sit in their seat, and they will take the heat. As they define it, they will stand behind it. They may not give you what you want, but they definitely do the best they can to give you what you need. This is Africa on the Moon. As your host, Brother Africa, again, we welcome you to today's program, which its topic is Zionism, Kanye West, Kyrie Irving, and slavery. What is the connection to all of these particular um, categories? We will discuss that more, and we'd like to have your feedback and input as well by joining us. So right now, like always, let's get started with our party. Introducing you to our political panelists and analysts for today's program. At this particular time, we're bringing Brother Haki and we'd like to welcome him to Africa on the Move. Welcome, Brother Haki.
5: Brother Africa, thanks for having me. Welcome back. My name is Haki Kamal from Shoki Kurnam with African Awareness. And, of course, Brother Africa, you know my thing is institution building, but if we're going to entertain the idea of institution building, that there's, there's certain realities we have to equate ourselves with. Among those concerns are the systematic abuse of the police departments. Uh, one of the things we often talk about, we talk about retraining police as some, some type of solution to the ills that impact uh, of the, the community. But the bottom line is that when we talk about the systematic abuse of police officers, we got to understand that these actions are sanctioned by the state. Uh, in other words, police are systematically protected in terms of carrying out abuses, and in terms of recourse, the reality is that unless you got some type of pressure only outside the institutions forcing you know these these officers to respect the law, the bottom line is they can continue to flaunt the law. So clearly, organizations are key in terms of combating any police abuse in society. But having said that, brother Africa, I think it's important. Uh, there's a couple of cases that recently came about and I think people should be uh, apprised of uh, that sort of underscores the real, real problem in terms of systematic uh, abuse by police officers. Now, not said that brother Africa, check this out. Now, concealing police criminality, like any organization, seeks to put its best face forward by not disclosing actions being morally repugnant or riddled with, with excesses. In the case of the police, immoral actions often carry with the presumption of death while contributing to the nation's perception of social political decline, which in itself contributes to hastening that decline. Two recent cases involving police malfeasance highlights the fundamental discarding of justice and the ease in which what is right is so easily traversed. The first case involves an assault on the security guard Blake Anderson in Inglewood, California, on October 2022. Witnesses allege on October 16, two deputy sheriffs catapulted out of their vehicle, attacking Mr. A- Anderson without providing a legal basis to assault him. Facebook live stream video indicated Anderson was not just assaulted, but forced through a glass window of the Good Batch Lounge. Since arresting Anderson is perceived goal, assuming he committed a crime, arrest could have been achieved without the vulgar display of aggression. It would not be unreasonable to speculate forcing Anderson through the window was done to inflict the maximum damage to his person. After taking Anderson down to the concrete floor, the deputies proceeded to punch Anderson in the face and the head area. One deputy was observed repeatedly slamming Anderson's head into the floor while his partner straddled Anderson from the back. Anderson suffering from previous eye trauma was instructed by his physician to remain level so as not to increase pressure on his eyeball. By the repeated blows to his head, both by punches and head blows on the floor, his medical condition was aggravated, causing Anderson to lose vision in his right eye. Ironically, Sheriff Alex Villalueva alleged the Facebook live stream was faked, that altering the live stream was achieved to make it appear Mr. Anderson was assaulted by the deputies. Now, unless these these activists had the means to interact with Facebook technology in real time, Villalueva's assertions uh, disingenuous and self-serving. The bigger concern were, was why didn't the deputies inform Anderson of, of any alleged crime prior to assault on, his, on him? In fact, charges were only substantiated during his arraignment. Processes normally associated with arrest were simply violated. Instead of approaching Anderson with a verifiable law enforcement sanction charge at the time of interacting with Anderson, none were provided. Anderson was subsequently charged with assault on law enforcement. The charges applied to him are questionable because the alleged assault on law enforcement had not occurred when the deputies assaulted, assaulted him, according to the video. So how can the basis of criminal charges not existing before the deputies assault and arrival mag- magically become the basis to charge Anderson with assault, given no resistance? If this is not problematic enough, it's alleged the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department was operating outside its jurisdiction. Think about that one for a while. Now, the second case involves Houston Tippings, a deceased former police officer with the Los Angeles Police Department. Tippings was involved in investigating four Los Angeles Police Department officers with rape. One of the officers involved in the rape was present at a bicycle training session where Tippings was killed. The conspiratorial nature of Tippings' demise is difficult to 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 dismiss. There are five points of contention which corroborates the technical legal legal aspect of this case and apparent intuition based upon their relationship to the facts they are numer- numerically listed firstly la police department officials alleged Tippins was grappling with another attendee apparently on, a, on an elevated platform the attendee identity was not disclosed so it's anyone's guess whether the intent was in fact one of the la police of, LA, la la police department officers involved in the rape the bigger question is why grappling at a bicycle training course will require extensive physical contact at all. Los Angeles Police Department officials alleged the altercation resulted in Trippin's falling, securing massive injuries. Secondly, Los Angeles Police Department Chief Michael Moore stated Trippin did not suffer lacerations to his head during the, during the altercations. Posthumous MRI scans found staples in Trippin's head indicative of lacerations to the head. Concealing the head laceration increases the difficulty of demonstrating he was not beaten severely. Thirdly, authenticated statements from both a nurse and paramedical, paramedical professionals indicated Tippin's spinal cord injury, collapsed lung, broken ribs, and liver damage were consistent with being severely beaten. Fourthly, Los Angeles County Coroner stated, Tippin died from a spinal cord injury during training. This definitive statement implies that physical damage to trippins could only manifest in one way, namely a fall, despite lacking all the of evi- all the all, all available evidence or all available facts. Now the information provided by LAPD the Los Angeles Police Department could never be the basis to make a medical declaration given the past collusion of LAPD the Los Angeles Police Department and the coroner's office in high profile cases. Besides, because the coroner was not there, and the defendant's statement does entertain the possibility of other causes. Now, in order to backtrack, the coroner's office definitively stated tripping injury to his ribs was a result of a CPR machine. Again, this assertion was challenged by the facts. No documentation from police officials or intervening medical staff indicated a CPR machinery was used or utilized. Lastly, L.A. Police Department. Uh, officials allege no video of the training session the day Tipping died was used that day. This, proclam- this proclamation is incredulous for two reasons. One, video usage is key to to, re- to refine training by illustrating errors. Training is ongoing, and without concrete example of identifying problems, how can the organization get better? Secondly, videotape could have addressed the question of Tipping death, and, and just as important, who was the attendee who was grafting with Tipping? The fact that Lewis grappling resulted in death did not want criminal charges is the only a feat law enforcement can pull off. The reality is that when we start to think about it, when we talk about the police actions and certainly the police criminal actions, that the police are, in fact, indemnified. No matter what they do, the system will continue to back them. Given that reality, without some organization in the community, we can anticipate, as certainly as uh, fascism finds its way into society, we can anticipate Uh, more police abuse, more police killings. Now, close with that, Brother Africa.
4: Thank you, Brother Haki. Next, we'll go to Brother Anthony, and we would like to welcome him to Africa on the Move. Welcome, Brother Anthony.
6: Thanks for having me, Brother Africa. Revolutionary greetings to you. Uh, the fellow panelists and the listening audience. My name is Anthony Williams. I'm an organizer for the All-African People's Revolutionary Party, GC. Our objective is Pan-Africanism, which is the total liberation and unification of Africa under scientific socialism. We believe this is the ultimate solution to the problems facing Africans worldwide. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Brother Anthony. And from Brother Anthony, we will now go to Brother Moses, and we would like to welcome him to Africa on the Moon. Welcome, Brother Moses.
7: Thank you. Thank you, Brother Africa. Greetings to everyone within the sound of my voice, especially the illustrious panelists. My name is Robert Andrew Moses. I've been in the struggle for scientific socialism from the moment I was introduced to Marxism during a government class back in my high school years, 1968. I call Marxism the race to cure racism. I bear witness that there's one God, Jesus, who is the author and finisher of my faith, and that Mao tongue is his messenger for government. Fathers, help your children. We don't reverse correct verdicts. I'm pro-choice, and I vote. I bear witness that women hold up half the sky. Therefore, I'm for the Equal Rights Amendment, ERA, yes. And so the continued struggle is to unite the many, to defeat the few. And we must have the largeness of heart to put the interests of the of the many above our interests and, uh, and re- re- work in a selfless and um, objective uh, struggle to Bring about a better day for all people. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
4: Thank you, Brother Moses. From Brother Moses, we now go to uh, Sister Eleanor, and we'd like to welcome her to Africa on the Moon. Welcome, Sister Eleanor.
2: Good evening, Brother Africa, fellow panelists, and our listening audience here and abroad. We are in a tight race in the United States for. A midterm election, Tuesday is the big day. We see that the authoritarian uh, governors and states have taken uh, aggressive action to restrict voter participation. Georgia, Florida, Arizona, just throughout the country. So I'd like to urge everyone who has an opportunity and the right to please get out and vote during this midterm election. This is a serious election because we have an opportunity to keep the authoritarian, the fascist office, people who would restrict our rights. That was so hard, hard, uh, difficultly fought for in the 20th century. So thank you and good evening to everyone.
4: Thank you, Sister Eleanor. Next from Eleanor, we're going to Brother Subukwe. We'd like to welcome him to Africa on the Move. Welcome, Brother Subukwe.
8: Greetings, Revolutionary Greetings. My name is Brother Maurice. <laughs> uh, thank also known as, I guess, Brother Sabu I feel like I, I haven't lived up to that name tonight, but I'm a member of the Pan-African Revolutionary Socialist Party. I'm a supporter of the AAPRP, All-African People Revolutionary Party, and, and more of all, I'm a worker for the people. Thank you for having me here tonight, brother.
4: I Always an honor to have you. All right, just morning time. you and listen to Africa on the Moon. Our theme tonight is going to be go on Zionism, Kanye West, Kyrie Irving, and slavery. Before we do our theme tonight, like always, we want to find out what's going on in your world community, and we'll do this when we return back from our Rubbish year Culture Break. This is Brother Africa. Come and join us. This is Africa on the Move, and you can do that by dialing 323-679-0841. If I had all the money in the world, what would I do with it? I'll let you listen to it. We'll be right back. This is Africa on the Move. come from you are African. They may have taken you out of Africa, but Africa is in you and they can't do that. So welcome back to Africa on the move. And at this point in time we're gonna make our transition to a segment, What's Going On in Your World and the Community? And you can join us by dialing in at three two three six seven nine O eight
2: four one.
4: There are so much going on in that world. We need to know you are our eyes, ears, reporters. You are our history makers. You are our workers, and you are the ones who will make all things impossible possible. So we need you, brothers and sisters. Call us at 323-679-0841. Share your views, your thoughts, your comments, or you can sometimes email us. Let us know that you support the station just by emailing us at AfricaOnTheMove2 at Gmail and put a one-liner. We listen to Africa on the moon, or we are like to be a supporter of the radio station. At least if you can do that, we'd be in a better position to communicate with one another. i Brother Africa, and like always, we're going to sit in the seat and we're going to take the heat. As we decide it, we're going to stand behind it. we just a bunch of little, little nobody trying to be somebody. Those are the words from my little brother August Moon. We're not going to take his thing. We just want to share it and spread it. Again, this is Brother Africa, and right now we're going to our political panelists and analysts, and you are welcome to join the segment, What's Going On In Your World and The Community. Brother Haki, we come back to you. Tell our listening audience, what's going on in your world in the community?
5: Well, Brother Africa, uh, recently there was a revelation about uh U.S. weaponry going missing. Uh, you know, I find this problematic on many levels. I mean, when you talk about the kind of expense involved in transferring weapons from here to Ukraine, uh, it, 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 it has considerable impact on the overall economy, and particularly when you talk about it being lost. Uh, so you would think that given the explosive abilities and the power of, of these, these uh, militias, that you would think that, in, in fact, that there would be some safeguards in terms of making sure that these weapons are adequately accounted for and safeguarded. But that's not the case. Currently, as you speak, these weapons are being disseminated, you know, throughout the, throughout the Western world, and I find that very, very ironic. But in event, Brother Africa, I wrote this, you know, because I think I think people should think long and hard about the, this whole question in terms of strategy, particularly as it relates to decline in the capitalist economy and what that means in terms of the masses of people. But having said that, Brother Africa, I want you to check this out. Recent headlines declare US struggling to trace its weapons in Ukraine. I find this revelation problematic because of security measures in place specifically to prevent death of weaponry. Unlike the $7 billion in military equipment abandoned in Afghanistan, a weapons ship to Ukraine does not go directly to Ukraine, but intermediaries like Poland, which receives about 75% of US arms shipments. Interestingly, interestingly, The the disclosed reports do not mention Poland's involvement in facilitating arms to Ukraine or the death of military equipment. Ironically, military equipment involving assault rifles, pistols, grenades, and combat drones have all vanished without carpets to be found anywhere. Christian Ogwin, head of the organized crime in Finland, revealed many of these stolen military equipment has ended up in Poland, but more distressing he, state, he maintains much of the military equipment has been smuggled to European nations on the black market. Now, the apprehension is widespread with regard to how easily criminal gangs engage in large-scale theft with seemingly impunity. This apprehension is bolstered by the spread of right-wing orthodoxy spreading throughout Europe and the level of damage that could be inflicted upon unsuspecting populations in Europe. Concerns for potential destruction should not be dismissed as paranormal rantings but appreciated with respect to historical precedent and the needs of decli- the needs of the declining deco- uh, declining capitalist state. Strategically speaking, use of political violence has always been successful in carrying out and sustaining political objectives. Certainly, violence or the threat of violence has been useful in obtaining political objectives in two ways: one, through any instability, violence engenders throughout the population, and two the facilitation of fear which elevates distrust, making coalition building difficult for the powerless. Now, the psychology behind utilizing political violence is recognized because it's effective. Implicit in the psychological dimensions of using violence strategically is the concept of game theory. Game theory holds, in part, strategic moves by some is understood by others who may embellish the original strategy by employing tactics to further that strategy. In the case of of weapons flooding Europe, political leaders in Europe, those on the right, understand these weapons can be used to intimidate or silence those on the left clamoring for change. Game theory holds only that rational individuals can appreciate the subtle messaging messaging, while discarding any falsehoods embedded in the messaging. For example, politicians typically engage in what is colloquially called or considered double speak. Double speak serves a dual purpose in which their motives are concealed while at the same time facilitating deception to ensure their constituents do not have a full understanding of the political issues at hand. Three concrete examples of double speak. One, full employment does not mean in capitalism everyone can have a job. That doesn't exist in capitalism. Two, democracy does not be the greatest good for the greatest number or egalitarian in any way. In other words, the United States is not democracy. It's a It's a republic, and despite that fact, people are under the impression that, in fact, the United States is a democracy because we're continually told by politicians that this is a democracy. Thirdly, corporate responsibility is responsibility to shareholders, not the responsibility to the citizenry. So when we talk about the question of employment, we have to understand that you have fundamentally in place a system which doesn't give a one-eye order, don't give a damn about employment opportunities, for the masses of people in the society. That is not their focus. Their focus is to enrich a small group of uh, people, shareholders, you know, who benefit you know, from a system that dialogue, that, that systematically enables um, the, the, the to usurp all the wealth of the state. Now in the spread of illegal weaponry with no doubt spurred a kind of fear, right-wingers view as an indispensable strategy to move your governments further right. It can, be anticip- it can be anticipated media reporting of shootings would galvanize the kind of social control reminiscent of larger U.S. states that encourage gun violence as a means of population control. In the case of New York City, drug dealers in the 80s alleged, on a monthly basis a bin full of weapons would be abandoned by the East River. Presumably the corporates leaving the weapons were law enforcement officials. Their motivation were mere speculation but ensure, it's speculation, but ensuring weapons get into the hands of drug dealers ensure these weapons will be used in furtherance of their illegal enterprise. In the process, the level of fear inculcated in the minds of the citizenry of New York City ensures fear of one another will gain traction and the possibility of collectively fighting back against economic inequality becomes an impossibility. This, is, of, course, this of course, serves the interests of the capitalists or capitalism. Now it is quite possible the potential dissemination of weaponry throughout Europe was was no accident but part of a strategy to maximize the level of fear in European countries. And the mindset against immigrants has been losing its appeal since politicians and business leaders have been advocating taking in more immigrants from the Ukraine despite massive unemployment and record levels of inflation. Support of Ukrainian immigrants have revealed itself to be politically self-serving with little or no regard for the misery endured by European poor. Consequently, immigration as a wage issue has been, slightly, has been slightly debilitated and a more potent strategy is needed to keep aggressive Europeans in line. Given numerous protests in Europe ranging from economic issues to gender rights, from stopping wars to removing unjust governments, the sentiment is clear. Europeans are demanding political change. Of course, advocating for political change does have ominous implications for right-wingers who want to extend their power. It is safe to say right-wing, right-wing governments are feeling threatened by demands for political change. Absolutely. Ex-Victor Orban of Hungary, who fled a major rally in which one of the platforms of protesters advocated was the repeal of slave laws which mandated compulsory, compulsory overtime, approaching 60 hours of overtime per week. Orban, as it facets, may be, may be boiling over at the audacity of peasants demanding fairness in the workplace. If he epitomized the thoughts of Europeans right-wing, it is easy to see why they would invite the implementation of illegal weapons into Europe, and I close with that, Brother Africa.
4: Thank you, Brother Haki. Next we'll go to Brother Anthony. What's going on in your world and the community, Brother Anthony?
6: Okay, um, a few things. Uh last week the UN General Assembly took up uh, the issue of ending uh, the US blockade of Cuba and uh it was uh it was unanimous the overwhelming majority of the General Assembly uh, voted in favor of ending the blockade against Cuba Uh, As I recall, it was 102 votes uh, for ending the blockade, two against, and two abstentions. Let's see. uh, The abstentions were uh, the U.S. and Israel. And uh, they voted no. And uh, the two abstentions uh I think we're Ukraine and one other country. But uh the overwhelming majority of the world is in favor of ending the US blockade against Cuba. And uh but because the US tends to flout UN authority, they won't comply but uh let's see but also also the intense uh the intensification against neo is intensifying uh particularly in uh, Burkina Faso and uh Haiti uh it seems as if countries are getting uh, fed up with US policy in Africa
4: Thank you, Brother Andrew. From Brother Anthony, we now will go to Brother Moses. Brother Moses, what's going on in your world and the community?
7: Well, 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 keep politics in command. Uh, the situation is, you know, if all eyes should be on the prize, and revolution is the solution. So, so you know, we have to be scientific socialists. So we have to be looking to uh, see how we can advance the cause of political struggle and um, change. Um, Donald Trump has been rallying his troops um, um, around his nationalist uh, patriotism uh, um, rallies and uh, revving up his racist Outlook. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the, the 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 elections are coming up. As as just the Eleanor pointed out, I think that's you know it makes a difference uh, what kind of climate we're going to be in if if who's in office. Um, and so I think people should should uh, recognize and not ignore the environment. Uh, uh, and um i this week hmm, I'm, i th- those are the two big things the elections and uh and uh, beating back bringing justice to donald trump uh there's a there's a there's a, a podcast um uh on youtube called the Midas touch uh, M a i e d a s I think. Anyway, um, he's been keeping up with with the Trump Trump uh, situation uh, and the United Front against Fascism. Uh, he's been giving a, day, a daily um, uh, reports on what's going on in terms of the the case against Trump. And I think that people should should uh, keep up with what's going on because it's important. I will leave it right there. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Brother Moses. Next from Brother Moses, we'll now go to Sister Eleanor. What's going on in your world, community? Sister Eleanor.
2: Well, good evening once again, everyone. I've been looking at the elections, but really looking at what's at stake right now. And, for example, the Martha Wright Read Justice and Reasonable Communication Act, really needs to be pushed through Congress. This, uh, uh, if this happened, this legislation would give the Federal Communication Commission, the FCC, uh, more authority to regulate how much prisons and jails and the prison industrial complex charge incarcerated persons and their families, families for phone calls. Now, uh, members of Congress on the House uh, Energy and Commerce Committee have a chance to move this bill forward right now. Uh, And this is something that we need while we know who has the numbers on the Hill. And in addition, we see that uh, Trump is uh, going around and his folks in Arizona are making a joke out of Pelosi's husband being beaten viciously by uh, one of his followers. And we continue to see this, uh, crises and the fact that um, they are dividing our nation or dividing this country so much against them and us. And we see backward organizations and parties such as QAnon, which Trump literally legitimized people who believe that there are dead people and you can't tell they're dead until you kill them and you take an oath to do such a thing to protect America. So we see uh, this uh, fascism expanding. We saw this last Sunday that uh, Bolsonaro was defeated in Brazil and he hasn't been able to hold up the transition of power because even his wife stopped feeding into his social media madness. So we're hoping, and I know it can be done, that we are able to bring legal action against Trump, his uh, family members, and supporters who have violated our laws over and over again. It's also very urgent that Musk, the guy that Elon Musk that bought Twitter, be monitored and kept in control. Twitter is banned in China, but uh, Musk is the richest man on the world because of the materials and manufacturing that he has done associated with tweeter in China. So we understand that China understands how to keep, um, clear lines, uh, between, um, its government and its independence versus its capitalist, um, investors. So um, the big thing is that Musk must not allow Trump back on the air and already we've seen an increase in hate crimes and the NAA and other uh, activists um, this week met with Musk to try to get him to behave in a rational fashion and uh, protect the well being of citizens, of uh, Africans, of Jews, of Latinos, of children. And uh, so this is an important thing, as well as, as I said in the beginning, the Martha Wright reads just and responsible, reasonable.
4: Communication
2: Act. So that's something very important that I've been looking at this week.
4: Thank you, Sister Eleanor. We next will go to Brother Subukwe. What's going on in your world community, Brother Subukwe?
8: Yes, yes, a couple things. Uh, just focus on two uh, for tonight. The first thing is that uh, it was an article released on Saturday. In regards to what they call the creamy crack, um, the creamy crack industry, or 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 the relax, uh, the relax for natural hair uh, that African women, black women, use, uh, uh, what did use a lot um, ten years plus ago. Uh, the article speaks about eighty percent of black beauty supplies, um, uh, beauty supply store stores were start with products for chemical straightened hair while twenty percent of products were made for uh natural hair. Um and the article speaks about the basically the hair straightening chemicals um and the relaxes was was also the causes for um black women getting getting uh uterine um cancer. But now since uh, you know, the natural hair boom and the the article speaks about locks uh having natural hair, afros or what have you. Um, uh, it basically decimated that natural hair the chemical relaxers industry. Um, and uh this I guess we can give a shout out to the cultural list <laughs> for, you know, I guess for 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 their movement with embracing the African beauty of natural hair or what have you. But uh just wanted to bring bring as a thing this is uh, Fascinating, um, if you will, to bring up that the industry of of, of this uh, relaxer cream basically is down. Is basically is, is was hit due to only African women. Eighty um, percent of African women. Uh, I mean, not eighty percent. A majority of African women going towards the natural hair products. So that's the first event. Um, the second thing I wanted to bring to our attention uh is a situation that's going on I'm I'm sorry in Europe or more specifically uh in, in France. Um during a uh during Parliament in, in in France, um the brother uh Carlos uh Martins Belingo, I hope I'm saying his name right. He was in the middle of, you know, making remarks at Parliament and another European lawmaker had screamed out, "Go back to africa um to you know to to the brother bilingual while he was speaking and bilingual stated uh, in response to the media he didn't he didn't think that he would be insulted in the national assembly uh he he said uh he said that the insult not only insulted him but it's it's all of, all of the people in France who have his skin color. Um, so I I don't understand why he why he is uh why he's kinda of surprised of this remark. But um it's kinda of, it's kinda of unique that Europeans all over the world understand that black people, if you will, come from Africa. They keep telling us to go back to our homeland. <laughs> they scream about going back to Africa more than Pan, Pan-Africanist look like, but that's just a, that's a, that's a, that's a, um ugly joke, but this is, this is what was going on. And not only that, the European, uh, that made, that made this comment. He stated that he was staying the comment, basically, uh, referring, referring to returning Africa, returning a boat carrying, carrying two hundred thirty four. Africans back to Africa. So that's what he thats what he was saying that he made this comment about. But I digress, man. These are my current events. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Brother Subukwe. Uh, panelists, y'all raised some interesting um, behaviors and events that are taking place in y'all world and community. I uh, would just like to have a little brief discussion on some of them. I will start off with Brother Haki, uh, We, for years have been talking about the impu- impu- impunity that uh, that the police, police officers, departments, militaries in general, how they have a car blunts to do as they please uh, to oppress people or to anyone that they feel free that they want to do it to. It seems like there's an unwritten law to their behavior. No one won't put them in check. So, again, the question becomes: you know, what do you see that would be viable enough that would change that particular behavior, and what the people would need to do to bring about those conditions? Brother Hackey.
5: Yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, uh, essentially, what we're talking about, you know, police are essentially protected. Under the state's rights, so when you see this routine this, this, this very fundamental kind of abuse you know of a policing, police understand that in order to do what they do, they have to be protected you know by the state. Uh, it's not like the cops are not aware of these various protests that are taking place around the country with respect to killing and police brutality, but they also understand that if they do something that is simply outside the, the bounds of law. That they are just systematically protected, and so in that context, one of the things we have to begin to understand is that we got to stop talking about you know reforming the police. Reform is not possible because as long as you have you know uh, uh, as its focus, you know a system which is dedicated to the oppression of a citizenry based upon skin color, then certainly we can understand in terms of why the police would be empowered to crush those who, quote-unquote, are perceived as the enemy, specifically when we talk about African people, African and or brown people. So clearly understanding that, to the extent that we can mitigate, we can't totally eliminate, but we can at least mitigate police killings and brutality, we have to effectively organize to bring to bear, bring to bear pressure on you know, in this institution in terms of, in terms of you know, monitoring, you know, in terms of making the demand that this simply has to stop. But more importantly, when these kind of events happen, when police systematically kill people for no reason other than their skin color, then we have to make it our mission to make sure that if there are protests, that we're out there protesting our voices, because because numbers mean something. The greater the numbers, the more the kind of uh, more kind of uh, uh, respectability or the more kind of uh, um, uh, 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 sway uh, uh, those movements have on police officials because they see a large number of people protesting what they perceive as a wrong, then they understand fundamentally with that large group of people their potential in terms of that movement becoming more radical means that they have to fundamentally do something to address their concerns. See, that's simply a question in terms of, in terms of strategy. See, this is what people don't understand. We can no longer sit back and say, well, you know what, uh, I'm going to let the police do their job. As long as they don't hurt me, I'm okay. The problem is that at some point when they decide when they hurt you or hurt someone related to you, it's too late to say, "Well you know hey you know uh, uh, you know uh, why me why am I, why am my offspring? why are my relatives? why are you It's too late for that, so we have to be sort of proactive in terms of preventing this kind of thing from happening, and it entails to, to a large extent you know when we have protests large increasingly larger and larger number of people coming out and saying, "Listen, it's unacceptable, it's unacceptable." And once you get that kind of groundswell, then the police, police departments around the country will get the message that they would themselves constrain police behavior because they understand that they don't constrain their police behavior. The potential repercussions from police killing or beating people for no reason other than their skin color uh, may may, 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 may uh, turn out badly poorly for them. So clearly we so clearly the solution Brother the Africa is that we must, without a doubt, we must have organization, we must care, we must monitor what the police do, and we must be proactive in terms of prevention of uh, this kind of thing. See, the re- very real fear about the African, and, cl- and I conclude with this, the very real fear is that we can understand that as fascism continues to elevate in American society, we to understand that though the systematic brutality, the systematic killing of African or people of color or poor people generally, we can anticipate that that, that, that that propensity is actually going to increase. And, and the problem is that when, when it, it, you know, the problem is that given the kind of threats the system face, the kind of brutality the system is willing to sanction is unlimited, which means that as opposed to killing, say, one or two people every day, you may have a situation where you're literally killing, killing 40, 50, 50, 60 people a day. And, 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 and that is a response in terms of the threat to a capitalist order. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that they see is necessary in terms of safeguarding that very system. So we have to become organized. We have to become proactive, and and, and above all, we have to fundamentally understand that no reform, no managed police training, no amount mal- uh, of discourse with police officials, none of that stuff is going to change the, the fundamental nature of how policing is done in American society. The people themselves, particularly those oppressed nationalities in the African. Hispanic, Latin, poor white communities must take a stand in terms of preventing this kind of thing. Because if we don't, one thing we can anticipate that this kind of brutality, this kind of killings will actually escalate. And we all should be concerned about that.
4: Thank you, Brother Haki. Brother Anthony, you talk about the more victory of the blockade where over 95 to 90 percent of the nations came out in opposition to the u.s racist blockade against cuba and that is beautiful those are more victories but i think cuba need more than more victories what else or why haven't these countries that have been in solidarity with cuba and opposed the blockade Why haven't there been more tangible, concrete, material support for Cuba? Your response, Brother Empty?
6: Yes. I I think it's fear. And uh, I think it points to the non-viability of the present division of Africa. Africa needs Pan-Africanism more than ever, uh, and it needs to unite uh, so that it's able to speak with one voice uh, in the world of diplomacy. And, uh, and, it's, only, and it's only unification that will make that possible, especially p- political unification and uh africa has been divided into uh various uh political en- entities for too long and as long as uh and as long as africa is divided it, it is powerless and uh only uh only uh the unification of africa under scientific socialism, can solve the problems that Africa is facing. And, yeah, you know. uh, and uh, the sooner Africans understand that, the better off we'll be.
4: And this question over to the rest of my panelists. I was having a discussion earlier with one of my um, Conrad, and we were talking about this question of what other countries can do more in terms of more something more tangible more um has the material base of having an impact and put pressure on the u s you know maybe on each year on this day maybe all the countries that support or against the blockade maybe they can organize worldwide demonstrations on the same day same time um against the u s or they can use certain materials things they have access to to put pressures. Pressure on various countries that weigh a lot of power and influence the U.S. I mean, you know, there are things that tangibly must can be done on a global basis to, to let the point be known that you know we need to put a stop to it, and we're going to stop it. I think Philip was correct when he made a statement about to bring this gorilla down, this empire down. Every country will have to take it on. So, anyway, panelists, are there any? other ideas or suggestions, more tangible things that can be done to put an end to this racist, just blockade against Cuba. And one, anyone else would like to take a stab at that?
1: Yeah,
5: I take a stab if anybody else wants to do it. If anyone else wants to do it, I, you know I'll simply concede. Uh, so, is there anyone else that want to do it?
8: Yes, okay. I, 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 go ahead, yeah. Go ahead. I go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Real quickly. Um yes uh it's a lot of things that we can do. The main thing is on a daily basis or at least a weekly uh, at least a weekly basis, we should be on the forefront uh at uh, here here in America at the white house- uh protesting. but if I understand your uh question correctly what could Africa be, can be doing what the other countries could be doing is is the same thing protesting mm-hmm. using uh our organizations mm-hmm. our power. If you're not in an organization unify join an organization uh who are who is who is fighting for the blockade for the removal of the block blockade of, of of Cuba, hands off Cuba. We need if that's what we can be doing on a on a week at least at least on a weekly basis. Thank you.
4: Anyone else?
8: Yeah, Brother Africa. Uh you know, I if I'm hearing you
5: correctly I'm assuming you're saying that people in power, uh, you know, uh, those people who run the government uh, should, should uh, demonstrate their commitment in terms of human rights when it comes to Cuba by employing, you know, various strategies in terms of bringing them out uh, into the blockade. Well, here's the problem, Brother Africa, when we talk about people in power throughout the world.
4: Number one, when we talk but about... Actually, let me the stop you of- for a second. Let me stop for a second. You defend your point. I'm not just talking about those in power. I'm talking about the everyday brothers and sisters in all these countries. Opposition party They don't have to be in power, but they are, you know, anyone who take the position or country take the position that um, they support the blockade, I think there need to be more some kind of concrete material support outside of just the moral support. But go ahead. Make your point.
5: Yeah, well, the, the, the problem in terms of the rank and file making an impact on, on, on you know, on the, the governmental policy uh, the bottom line is, brother, I'm not sure if the rank and file would have that kind of sway. If you think back during the, during the Iraq war, I mean, we had millions of people come out of New York City protesting the war, not just in New York, but throughout the country in the larger cities protesting the war. It had very little impact in terms of the government's behavior with respect to that war. They did it anyway. So I don't think the rank and file, even if they got together and said collectively, you know, uh, you know, know, you know, protested on a single day. Throughout the world, I don't think that is sufficient enough in terms of the brain to bring the bear power uh, 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 on the uh, exact you know, exert power on the uh, on, on the on the government in terms of forcing them to change. I think fundamentally, if change is going to occur, it has to occur with respect to people in positions of power in terms about bringing that change. So if you have people collectively working, in, in people in positions of power collectively working together, they're saying, listen, no matter how much you sanction us. In terms of our interactions with our, our, our relationships with Cuba, we're going to persist because ultimately you know you know you know our your economy, the us economy depends on our economies and so if you sanction us, then what we're going to do we're going to replicate what you do, we're going to sanction you, and therefore you know we have a stalemate, so nobody wins. But the problem with that is that when you talk about classism when you talk about in terms of how these societies are organized, specifically when you talk about Western societies. And you talk about the role of classism then you got to understand that a lot of people are making lots and lots of money by playing ball uh with the west in particular playing ball with the united states but just as important about Brother africa i think we've got to also t- this question in terms of you know the power of the dollar you know as a reserve currency um uh, no country in the world can do independence business without the without the dollar so one of the things that's important in terms of russia and china and big nations come to realization that they need their own currency is that once they create their own currency they can get away from the swift system in which the dollar reigns the queen so a lot but as long as the dollar is pivotal in terms of of trade in terms of in terms of central banks in terms of you know the in terms of chest uh, in terms of exchange rates when it comes to currency as long as the dollar is pivotal then we have to understand you know that those people to a large extent those governments to a large extent are dependent upon the government, in terms of their economic viabilities. and they're not going to—they're not going to jeopardize that for anybody. They understand fundamentally what the United States is wrong, it's unjust, and it's stupid. Uh, so when you think about in terms of in terms of the kind of sanctions imposed on Cuba, then you think about the hardship imposed upon the people, not only in the United States but throughout the Western world, as a result of a stupid policy, uh, which is which is geared toward in terms of trying to overturn a properly elected government. Uh, so, so clearly, my, so, so to answer your question, brother Africa, I think that unless you know people in positions of power are willing to make a sacrifice for the good of humanity, I don't see anything fundamentally changing in terms of respect to policy uh, as relate to the United States and Cuba. Uh, my guess is that when you start talking about humanity and you and you and you and you just oppose that uh, with uh, with with money, then I got a sneaking suspicion that the money will always. Um, take, take precedent. The money would be prioritized, and so in that context, around the world, uh, people are hesitant, you know, to take on the United States, even though they fundamentally understand the U.S. United States government is unjust, it's wrong, and it's corrupt and vile. They understand that, but in terms of willingness to to give up their material comfort to achieve I- justice for Cuba, I don't think they're willing to do that. So that is a fundamental pro- question problem, as I see it.
4: You know, uh, Brother Hockey and the panelists, I thought it was really interesting in terms of point-down raising. If we just recently look, take a look at what just recently took place in Brazil when Lulu went to the presidency and looking at how the white wing responded to him and forcing him to come with some compromise. And this didn't take the whole country to, to, to put that kind of pressure on him, but the so-called unions or the so-called truck drivers they was They was willing to top the whole damn country and roll blocks all over the country and not to move and that would have created all kinds of problems and they had to come to the table and read and negotiate some things between the ones who just won, won the election, the administration, and the right-wing forces who wanted certain things. You know I thought that was something um practical. That countries and people can can develop and can do, not just to the right, but the left can do this as well, or or, or any people who who is just committed to trying to bring about kind of change, but that just recently happened, and they forced them to the table, and I'm quite sure that some compromises was made as a result of that. So that's the kind of stuff you know I'm just wondering, just thinking about. But uh, anybody else would like to respond to that? Then we can move on. <laughs> okay. And come back. All
9: right, thank you. Well,
4: right? Yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do right now this is Africa on the move. We're going to take a rough sort of culture break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss that theme today. Now, there are so many issues and angles one man can take. We just would like to uh, expose you to some of them, get you to think about this phenomenon that's going on. As we talk about that theme, Zionism, Kanye West, Kyrie Irving and Slavery. So we may not get to it at all, but we want to give you something to think about. When we return, we will have this discussion. Join us by dialing in at 323-679-0841. This is Africa on the Move.
10: Like Thor, that's right. You can't pick it up no more. only you try. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it was. Y'all know what it shall be. Get smart for the shit start. for it get dark. Before they hit you with the pitchfork. Better crip, walk crip. This is real talk. Smoke, push and push then we peel off. Niggas still rolling with the wheels off. Always looking out for the crisscross. I'm a bigger boss than Rick Ross, always winning, nigga get lost, it's the warlord, bring the boodoo, when I bail through it's crazy like Bellevue, what they tell you, leave that boy alone, like home alone, fuck a selling bomb. arrest the president, you got the evidence, That nigga is Russian intelligence, when it rains it pours, did you know the new pipe was orange? you're showing your horns they trying to replace my halo with thorns you so basic with your vape sticks let's go ape shit in the matrix arrest the president arrest the president arrest the president you got the evidence arrest the
3: president arrest the president arrest the president, arrest the president. you got the evidence
10: i took back my eyes and all black tonight that's right some niggas gotta sacrifice not a criminal no i'm a seminal yeah i was free once now i'm clinical you so technical, this was Mexico And everywhere I go is owned by Texaco Fuck them, fuck them and the rest Hell of them yeah. I turn the from to a backpopo I'ma roll with the aliens Man, fuck these homo sapiens They don't really wanna make friends All they want is a Mercedes-Benz All they want is they dividends And decibels, fuck these citizens They'll treat us like hooligans Throw him in, they don't care what school is. These people don't play fair It ain't even fair at the state fair Give a young nigga gray hair, that's why I'm here Make your ass lay there You better stay there Close your fucking eyes like a daycare Make myself clearer than Shakespeare I'm here to take money, even fake hair So desperate is what I'm left with For the record it's so skeptic it's so full of shit I can't accept it Arrest the president Arrest the president Arrest the reside on the west side, I murder with my third eye, Nigga, so fly get a bird's eye, I make them scream bloody murder, let's meet at the white house, run in and turn the lights out, man they treat it like a trap house, these motherfuckers never take the trash out, they just cash out and mash out. Nigga take your drugs and pass out, up. Niggas love to go that pass route. I see you when your black ass get out, homie. You play too much. Why these devils? They doing way too much. Most of them won't say too much. Why they steady planning? God knows what. God knows what. That's why I roll with the real ones, real ones, trying to reach millions, real ones, trying to make billions, real ones, rest like civilians. Arrest the president, arrest the president, arrest the president, you got the evidence. Arrest the president, arrest the
1: president, arrest the president.
9: You're in a me land. Dig out me gold In a me out me pearl. In a me land. Dig out me diamond He had to fight, fight, fight fight for your partner, you're in a Milan, you fill up your regime, you're in a Milan, only talk about justice, you're in a Milan, handing down injustice. black tell you inna me know
4: We most definitely must fight against imperialism, led by U.S. and Europe, capitalism, Zionism, neocolonialism, all systems that exploit Africa, African people, and humanity. Not only must we must fight against it, but we must eradicate those systems and transform them into a humane, just system that will benefit the growth of all men and women to allow them to reach their fullest capacity in this area of development. And the best way and the only way you can do this is to give the people the proper information, which in this case we need revolutionary information. Revolutionary information is information to bring about change so we can make a new world possible. And the people can do that because they are the history makers and world builders. So we welcome you again to today's program, which is November the 6th, 2022. And we're going to discuss our theme today, which is Zionism, Kanye West, Kyrie Irving, and slavery. When you talk about these three, three, four entities, what do they all have in common? What is that connection? Recently, the past week or so, or the more than a the week, there was a complaint statement, a a, a a resistance against one oppression, that oppression now speaking to his brother Kanye West, where he talked about the people that he was in business with, the system that he was functioning on as artists. And how it continued to rip him and others off, and he had enough of it. Kyrie Irving expressed himself by tweeting a movie he thought that had some value to people who have concerns of the world that were titled "Hebrews to Negroes," just by nature of the t- tweet. He has come under severely attack in reality by Zionist forces. Even though many of our people misuse the word Jews, in which we know that all Jews are not Zionists, all Zionists are not Jews, and always are to paint a broad brush category against all people for anything that an individual or a small sector of a particular population may Um, participate in. And when you look at all of this and how they want to make these individuals bow down to what they call some kind of anti-hate, some kind of racist behavior, one has to look at the behavior of what happened to a people when they are in a slave lack or slavery condition and how the oppressor will force try to force them to respond we like likely to have an on discussion based upon this phenomenon going on and we'd like to invite you the listening audience to feel free to call in and share your thoughts on how this thing is being played out and what lessons we can draw from it and learn from it so in the future, how people will continue to be so vulnerable and to be used and abused and if there are mistakes we are made and we become conscious of not repeat them again. So the theme night Zionism, Kanye West, Kyrie Irving and Slavery. Uh, i like to go to my political panelists and analysts and I start off with you, Brother Hakeem. Seeing what been playing out the last two to three weeks, hearing the response from Kanye West and Kyrie Irving, in asking about how the system uh, is 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 exploiting them, not getting them that just do. Do you see them acting in any capacity as being um, anti-Zionist? anti-any group of people? Or are they just speaking to the reality of the title there, them being exploited? Exploitative. Your general well, synopsis well, of this narrative that's going on, by the Hackey, and its impact to overall African community as you watch this play, play out in the public.
5: Well, well, I think the first thing we have to understand, you know, anytime you make a critique involving say the Jewish community and inevitably you know it's cast as anti-semitism that's the first thing so it's a political maneuver and the first I'm glad you made the distinction between Jews and Zionists because clearly the Zionist position is that the oppression of African people is similar to the desirability of the oppression of the Palestinians and so in that context when we talk about these people these Zionists, in terms of their attitude to African people is often oppressive and so when we talk about in terms of the, the, the business shortcomings in terms of the designer's relationship with African people, it's been one of exploitation historically. And that's not, that's not anti-Jewish. That's not that's, that's the anti-Semitic. That's reality. And so what we cannot do is fall into the trap of every time we make a critique, simply because someone happens to be, or at least proclaim to be Jewish, that when, when, they, when, they, when they're involved in something that's a fundamentally, you know, uh, um, unprincipled, we shouldn't be afraid to call them out and say it's unprincipled, not because you're Jewish per se. Okay, the, the relevance in terms of religion is relevant to the extent, you know, that we can ill afford to have a situation where people can hide behind their Jewishness and do horrible things. So often we talk about the oppression by so-called Gentiles. But but, but, but inevitably when we talk about the oppression of, of people who proclaim to be Jews, then certainly, then all of a sudden, you know, that becomes off limit. So I don't think anyone should bow to that kind of that kind of that kind of pressure. Uh, of course, we understand it's a strategy, and we understand the Zionists play it very 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 well, and they do exert a lot of influence in terms of society. I'm talking about Zionists, not Jews, because most Jews are, 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 are de- vote democratically. Most Jews fundamentally understand there is a real problem in society in terms of inequality racism and injustice so i'm not i'm not conflated too um you know so i'm talking about zionists particularly but also with, with respect to this question in terms of anti-Semitism, let's be very very clear in terms of what Semitism is martin Bernier, Bernell in his book uh um of is very clear and he's just one of many scholars who are very clear on this whole term in terms of semitic semitic pertains to people you know of earth regions darker skinned people that's what a Semite is. A Semite is not someone who's lacking in the melanin, in uh, being classified as Semitic. So a lot of these people who 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 proclaim uh, African people are somehow anti-Semitic. It's very important that we important out that African people are not anti-Semitic because African people are very much Semitic, and this is what we have to understand. So don't use that trick, you know, with with, with, with you know with conscious Africans. I mean, use it on somebody who don't know any better. For conscious Africans who know who they are, they know in terms of what it means to be Semitic. So you can't be anti yourself. So that trick doesn't fall for us. You can use that for white people, but you can't use that trick on African people because we're very much Semitic. I think that's important to point out because when they use the strategy in terms of disarming us by saying we're anti, we, you know, we, we, we're somehow anti-Jewish, then we, we're anti-Semitic. Then we need to point out that that's absurd on his face, this notion in terms of African people being anti-Semitic or being anti themselves. So that's important we point this out. Also, I think that when you talk about in terms of, when you talk about the power, the kind of power that these so-called Zionists wield well in the society, let's be clear. When we talk about all these corporations, you know, coming at uh, Kanye West, coming at uh, Kyrie Irving, it's very interesting that they didn't come after those brothers, you know, for for similar controversies in the past that may have arise. They specifically came at them in terms of, quote-unquote, some type of a controversy pertaining to Jewishness. And that's very very interesting, so on one hand, they would tell you that we have no power that you know, we just you know we just you know we just you know we just practice our religion, we practice our way of life, you know, and we' all about justice and fairness. but on the other hand, when you look in terms of how how the, 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 the very critical part they play in terms of not only demonizing you know these these particular athletes i mean these particular celebrities, but also just in terms of their willingness in terms of you know uh uh um, make, making sure. Or, or at least attempting to impoverish them in terms of terminating contracts and other kinds of their livelihoods in terms of being able to make money in society so if, so 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 if on one hand you cannot tell me that you somehow you know uh, pro, pro justice pro anti anti uh, inequality uh and on the other hand turn around and do things that are unjust and unfair which facilitates uh, in, in, that facilitates injustice. So clearly, you know, uh, it seems to me that just when you think about it, you know, uh, you, but on one hand, when you made the comment, you know, that uh, you're not about injustice, perpetuating injustice, you're not about the oppression of African people, then it seems to me to do the exact opposite by certainly creating conditions which are oppressive, not unjust, to these particular African celebrities. So clearly, you know, Brother Africa, uh, Kanye and Kyrie Irving has a point. And the mere fact that that, that Kyrie has, has the destiny to watch a documentary talking about the the history of of, of Judaism, uh, and for for you to conclude that he's, he's he's anti-Jewish simply because he has an understanding in terms of what Judaism is out of Ethiopia, it seems to me I, it's, it's a hyper of hypo hypocrisy for someone to accuse him of being anti-Semitic. It's just a it's just a game that's been perpetually designed, is and I'm very clear on that. I just wish that them brothers don't bow down to that and that they, they maintain and stand, even if that means that you're going to lose some money in the process. But nonetheless, you know, I think it's important that, you know, African people understand the nature of the game being perpetuated by designers, and not to fall prey to that game.
4: Thank you, Brother Hockey. Brother Anthony, your take to be anti-Semitic and to make a statement like Brother Kyrie ever stated that he know who he is He's not anti-Semitic. He can't be anti-Semitic. It sound like it sound it makes sense to me. What's your take, Dr. Anthony? How do you uh, see certainly.
6: the phenomenon going on? Um, I think the take is one is that Africans uh, must make a distinction between Judaism and Zionism. Judaism is a religion. That was uh, that was founded by Africans a couple of thousand years ago. Zionism is a political movement that started in Europe uh, about a couple of hundred years ago. And uh, and the thing about it though, and the thing about it though, people keep making this historical error. And uh, if people studied the Bible carefully, they would realize that Judaism started in Africa. There were no Jews prior to Moses. And uh, that's an important distinction to be made. And uh, so uh, an African cannot be uh, anti-Semitic and uh... and uh... you know uh, jewish at the same time and um uh, that distinction must be clear zionism is a political movement that started in europe as a matter of fact the first world conference uh... for zionism was held in Europe during the 19th century. So that distinction must be clear. And, uh, you know, and uh, by, you know, mixing up the terminology, it gives fuel to the Zionist movement. And, uh, you know, and uh, we can't uh, fall into that trap. Uh and that uh that's one thing. And uh we have to distinguish between political uh and uh religious uh organizations.
1: You
4: know, Brother Anthony you made a point that um it was in 19, it was in eighteen ninety seven where the so called founding of Zionism they give that credit to a to Theodore Hersell, H e r z l, where they held the first Zionist Congress in 1897. That's in Basel, Switzerland, and mm. uh, you know they started that movement. The political they have a, a racist you know ideology of believing that a certain segment of people out of Europe who identify themselves to Judaism, calling themselves Jews, should have a particular homeland where they govern and control. All of that movement, it accumulated into a so-called creation of a state they call a state of Israel in 1948 to theft and thievery. And they want to confuse, you know, the rest of the world in terms of making everybody think the world hate them because they are Jew. when we understand to be a Jew is really a religion, preference, one who adopted a particular religion, which is Judaism. So, people need to take some time out, just do a little research, and you know, you can find the truth. Now, I'm going to bring in Sister Eleanor. Sister Eleanor, when we look at this behavior of of the acting Kanye West, uh, Kanye Irving, to, to, to apologize, in essence, of doing something that they didn't do. I think Kanye West's position was trying to figure out, you know, you have a certain type of individuals who have a certain philosophy when it comes to conducting business where they will not give them a fair treatment from the business end of business. He recognized there's a certain small grouping of folks who dominate certain industries where a large sector of actors and entertainers who are Africans happen to be under those industries and under the rules and policies of these uh, individuals who are not treating them equally and right. And he's calling them out. What crime has he committed from your perspective, Sister Eleanor? What is your take on this phenomenon that's going on, Sister Eleanor?
2: I Yes, I think there's a, a cultural, um, a lack of cultural awareness in the fact that Kanye himself, as he said, he's Jewish. And so many Africans recognize themselves as Jewish. However, they do not recognize Zionism as a uh a fair and just system and are not supportive of the military settler state that was established in Palestine. So I, you know, Kanye made it clear that apparently uh, as, a, as a black man, as an applicant, people didn't understand what he was saying because he asked, how, what do I need to apologize for when I'm a Jew? I I I'm Jewish. I'm 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 an African. We're the Jews. We're the first Jews is what Kanye expressed. So I don't think he did anything wrong per se. I think there was a lack of cultural identity. Um, black people in America continue to be an enigma and we're extraordinarily misunderstood. And um, the society continues to use people like Kanye and other entertainers to uh, translate and define us and uh, represent us. So um, big mistake, Uh, but Kanye... Uh, paid a fortune for for his mistake because immediately his deals in Europe were crushed and uh uh he was quite uh dumbfounded that this could possibly happen because he wasn't uh uh intending to talk about Jewish people as a whole. But uh I think the Zionist movement and the impact it's had on uh Africans in the music industry, the rapping industry and this kind of thing. And the other thing I found interesting was in this industry, the degradation of women of 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 black is part of the genre that's used in the music. And no one's making an outcry about that. The industry seems to promote that type of behavior. We saw that um, decades ago with Tupac and Biggie Smalls. So the reality is is that this was a political transgression, if anything, but it was simply not understanding what Kanye was attempting to say, and that was to talk about the traditional economic exploitation of artists over the last numerous decades. Thank
4: you. So the hasn't brother. done anything wrong. No. Let's bring your brother Maurice and get his particular take on it. Your take particular brother Maurice on this phenomenon that's going on.
8: yes. Uh a previous guest on your show, um, and a, and a, a comrade of mine's brother Neil, he brought up a good point when we was at the um Poor Peoples Campaign up in uh Washington D C uh, earlier this year, and when we was when the, when when the event was over, when we was leaving, hundreds of of black men, if you, will, it was about a hundred, a hundred black men, marching under the Black Hebrew Israelites organization, and what Kanye West spews, and when when I hear him talking, and what I interpret. Sound like he's he's speaking a lot of uh, doctrine, if you will, from the from, from the Black Hebrew Israelites, and as we know, the Black he- Hebrew Israelites. What I, I um, learned is that they are a conservative organization. Tom Metzger, a former Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux, Ku Klux Klan, stated that they are black. They are they they're like uh, a they connection or they are an offshoot of the KKK. So when Kanye West goes around there wearing ك- Confederate flags and uh, blurting out, you know, stupid stuff, KK, K, he, he a black K- Ku Klux Klansman and all of this stuff, uh, black Hebrew Israelites, and I think I heard Kyrie Irving say, say, stating this stuff, um, you know, but, <laughs> and, and, and I just say this, that day at the Poor People's Campaign rally um, led by William Barber, Reverend William Barber, those black Hebrew Israelites was marching to the event to disrupt it, but it was all it was already over with up in D C. But the one thing I do like about this whole thing, I mean that's I feel like it's a positive. It shows that it don't it shows the youth it don't matter how much money you have, you're still not free. Kanye West well, he, he kept he was bragging about he was a billionaire. He lost a billion dollars overnight. When he when he made those comments, right? He lost he lost a billion dollars overnight. He ain't free. He still he still is a slave under these Europeans. Same thing with Kyrie Irving. Uh, over overnight, they said we, Nike said we're gonna pull his deal right off the bat. He has some he got some nice shoes. I'm mean, you know he has some nice shoes, but those shoes Nike said, whoa, we gonna pull we gonna pull that back. You talking like that? So. And that shows to, to the youth and my generation. You're not a boss. Because, uh, uh, this, this term "boss," everybody want to be a boss, of, uh, uh, a colon, a uh, 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 explorer. That's all. A boss is a slave master. They show you who boss is <laughs> by taking, you know, by putting a plug on his wealth, on his, uh, his wealth. He is the commodity himself. They are the commodity. We are commodities. We were commodities when we got off the slave ship. Uh, our labor, you know, our labor created the commodity. They, they, they. We heard this saying before. They like what we make, but they don't like us, or, or, or what have you. I, you know, all of this stuff. And the third point I want to make: everybody want to be something else, uh, uh, Israelite or, 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 or Native. You know, uh, na- Native American. And I'm, I'm not knocking Native American. Everybody want to want to be something else rather than African. Rather, rather rather, than being African. I just don't get it, man. Like Africa, we've got so much great history that comes out of Africa. So much great resources, great land, great people, freedom fighters. And I'm not talking about these kings and queens people want to worship. But these kings and queens, the kings and queens were the true explorers. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the true freedom fighters, the organizers. We... Created socialism in a form Of communalism it's, it's, it's nothing new We did it in Africa So I don't understand Why people, uh, why our people African people Right uh, They have a problem with Africa And it, it, they, they, they say Oh Africa is named after oh European Skippy skip or Africanus No <laughs> It's not named after A, a European and I, you know, and in my youth, I used to think that oh, he the conqueror, oh, because he conquered Africa, uh, quote unquote conquer Africa, his name after him. That was that was a facade. That was not true. So when you when you learn and study and study real information, like Brother Anthony Anthony said, scientific socialists, right? We we have to be scientific. What's real? Uh, understanding the facts. Not 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 idealism, not you know not not ideas, but what's 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 really what's concrete, what's material, what you can feel, what you can see, what's going on in the real world, right? What's what's happening? Can we get to that level of understanding? We'd be far ahead. But in order to get to that level of understanding, you have to be you have to you have to read and study. We are social people. Uh, we 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 learn. I know myself. I learn more. Well, I feel like we learn more. The youth, I work. What they learn more when they learn together? When it's in a social, when it's in a social environment, when they learn uh, learning among others, right? They're they're taking in the information more when they learning socially, not to bogart the conversation. But I'm, I just get I get I get frustrated when when we don't want to uh, when we sit up here and play around with this with with, 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 with information and, and and not really. Uh, see, see what's going on, right? So I, I conclude with that, man. We, we, in order to study, and socially, you got to be around your people. You got to be in an organization, um, and that's what we've been saying at di- at this point. I mean, you, we have to be in some type of uh, a revolutionary political Pan African organization. I mean, that's just the ball game. As a black person, I don't give a damn if you in Haiti. I don't give a damn if you're in Cuba, Brazil, Canada, uh, Wyoming, California, United Kingdom, Brazil, Mexico, wherever you are on, on this on this earth. If you are if you are, call yourself a black person of African origin, right? You have to get back your homeland of Africa, so we can get so we can get the get, get the freedom. Now I say this, and I conclude. And you have a movie coming out, a sequel to the Black Panther comic book movie called Wakanda Forever, right? All of us going to be decked out, lined up, and uh, talking about we got that Sheikah Zone and, you know, that Sheikis and this and that. We're going to organize around this. Not even organize, just socialize at this point around this movie, with Wakanda Forever, and, uh, you know, just to get that sense of, you know, that movie, uh, idealism, what we can be, or or we got some sense of power, instead of really putting the real work in and and, and organizing around what we're talking about tonight. Thank you. Africa on the move, always.
4: All right, Brother Moses, we're going to bring you in, get your thoughts in general. What things can you take from this phenomenon that's going on in terms of these this treatment dealing with kanye west and kyrie irving around this whole thing of quote unquote their behavior has been anti-semitic etc
7: right well i think you know people have covered it pretty good i mean there is no anti and the criticism of of jewish people and 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 the zionist state uh uh is not anti-semitic um the problem with the problem with with um Kanye West is, is he um he he pushes the envelope. He he he's got a suicidal uh tendency or something. He he's saying blatantly that if he, he can he can be anti Semitic and nobody can fire him or nobody can take away his endorsements and stuff. He said that literally. And so that's that that I mean, you know, that's like asking for for um um people that, that take away his, his his endorsements and stuff. Um he he, he he's arrogant like uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump said he could shoot somebody in the middle of New York and get away with it. And, you know, he it's that same kind of mentality, is arrogance and um you know, so that's the problem. I mean, um I you know, obviously, you know, the Zionist state is a Zionist state and, you know, when we can continue to criticize it huh. But but you know, there has to be some kind of perspective on, on what is possible and what is impossible. And you can't just say I can be anti Semitic and it won't make no difference. I mean I mean, how is that gonna work? And so uh that's my problem with them. I matter of fact when when I first the first time I heard of a Kanye West, I mean I was pissed off because um the song that song um I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke. Um, I had problems with that from the beginning. That was and that was my intro to the Kanye West. Uh, he's supposed to be some kind of genius or whatever, but uh, obviously, if you can make money, you're a genius. And so, anyway, I will leave it there. Thank you. Thank you, Brother
4: Moses. You know, I think Brother Sububre raised an interesting point, panelists, and I'd like for y'all to weigh in on it. Brother Hackey, and then Brother Anthony and Rest can follow. He raised an interesting point in uh, looking at this phenomenon that's going on right now. And I think it does raise the issue of, again, that he changed this reform. It seems to me since the, 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 the creation or the condition of being enslaved, we still live in out those conditions. See like um, they want to point out to the rest of the world and to us that they see Kanye West and Kyrie Irving as a form of property and they can own and control, control them. Like for example, you know, I thought it was really interesting what can we draw from the reality where they can say that they can name you and claim you to be a billionaire in one day But again, at the same time, they have the means and have the power to create a scenario where they can say in 24 hours, you're no longer a billionaire. Now, my question to the panelists and analysts, lead out with Brother Hockey and then Brother Anthony. If you are a billionaire, how can they so easily take you or put you in a position where you no longer are a billionaire? if what they said at first were true. What kind of system are we dealing with? Is this part of this game of illusion where we talking about the whole nature, the whole structure, uh, looking at capitalism and how it creates and gives illusion of things? What is this? Your take, Brother Hockey, I find that very really interesting. It says something about if they can do that, then what it says to us. Are we nothing, no more, then again, a modern day slave in the 21st century, brother Hacky, your take? Yeah,
5: I, I think more specifically, I think brother Sabuq was is correct. We're
4: uh, we,
5: we we are commodities, and one of the things when we start talking about you know African people as a commodity, when you talk about the kind of as brother Moses alluded to, when you talk about the kind of um, music that's being pumped out by these young guys. It's ironic that a, 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 a you know, a group that proclaims to have the interests of the African community at heart would encourage that kind of music. So when you have intelligent rappers who actually rap about intelligent kinds of things, who talk about change, you talk about the importance in terms of positivity, you talk about in terms of change in terms of understanding who you are and identifying with who you are. Those kind of rappers don't get the deals and as a uh, what happens is that the individuals, those rappers who respond to the most ridiculous kinds of things, actually get the million-dollar endorsements. They become superstars. They get all the limelight. They receive all of that. So they, they so they create this image in the mind of the young African children, you know, that this is the kind of guy that you want to – kind of man or woman you want to emulate. And that is certainly problematic. But, again, it's, it's a question in terms of seeing us as a commodity. Now, with respect to this question in terms of, you know, the illusion of wealth. I think it's important people to understand. This is a this is thing that African Union have to understand, that when you, talk about, when you talk about wealth, wealth can be created. Anything can be symbolic of wealth. Historically, when you look at terms of wealth, you know, in African society or even, or even China or places like India, when you talk about wealth, the question in terms of paper currency or coins wasn't always the standard in terms of facilitating trade. Or, or even barter, for that matter. So this notion in terms of that wealth has to come from the state, and I think it's, it's a misnomer. We have to begin to understand that if we have the the, the intuitive understanding, you know, to work together to create something that's, that epitomizes wealth, we can do that in terms of trade, in terms of building out our community. It's a very difficult concept for a lot of people to understand because they brought into the notion that wealth is, a, is a symbolized, symbolized, symbolized by, you know, dollars and cents. And they see that as wealth. So when you talk about situation in terms of Kanye West, and you talk about talk about say when he's a billionaire, one day next day he's not a billionaire. Understand that the wealth all exists on computers. It doesn't definitively exist. It exists on computers. It's somebody's conception in terms of what represents wealth. And so we, ha- so in that sense, as community, we have the power to create our own wealth. We just don't get it. So we're trying to get our people to understand that you you have to rely on the system that you can create your own wealth. And, of course, people say, yeah, well, but that's fine, theoretically, Brother Haki, but, you know, the bottom line is that, you know, uh, if everybody don't buy into that, then there's no way to build, and that is true. But I think that if you, if you can create an alternative a, a conception in terms of what represents wealth, you can also supplement that in terms of dollars and cents in terms of making uh, uh, this whole question in terms of wealth more viable, you see. So in that context, you know, you create you create a dual economy in which you create where you may dabble in terms of dollars and cents, but also was was equally important. You have a situation where you actually have your own wealth that is internally driven uh, and to, to facilitate things getting done in the community. And so we we got the power to do that. We just all not have an understanding to do that. So I think when you talk about in terms of how could you how could someone become a billionaire with their next uh, non the next day. It's all an illusion, and that's what people don't get. And if you definitively think about it, when you start thinking about any human being worth a billion dollars, no human being on this planet is worth a billion dollars. None. Zero. None. But yet, you've got people worth $10 a billion, $50 billion, $100 billion. It's It's absurd. It doesn't really exist. It's all on computers. You know, it's all a conception of someone's idea in terms of what constitutes wealth. And so we can learn from that and understand you know, that we can build wealth, we can do things in terms of facilitating wealth in our communities in terms of uh, getting things done. But again, you know, this is very, very abstract, and people, of course, we're being conditioned to believe that wealth can only be uh, created from the state, and because we believe that, we wait for the state to enrich us in terms of in terms of uh in terms of getting things done. Which is precisely why these a lot of these young rappers are so easily uh uh manip- not manipulated, so easily influenced to do this kind of music which is so destructive to the African community at large. Uh because they too believe that the wealth can only come from the state. So therefore when those people, those Zionists tell them, Okay, I want you to pump this kind of music out, they do it. You know, I'm a i I'm so say this and I'm conclude. Uh, sometimes back I had the opportunity when I was working. I was working at Sony. I talked to uh, a couple of uh, the brother, brother with brother with uh, the X Clan. They're a very progressive group. I don't know if you look, remember the X Clan. They're very progressive. Them brothers are very revolutionary. The overseer, the grand verbalizer. Them brothers were very very sharp. I mean their analysis they stick they're, they're similar to KRS, Chuck D, or Immortal Technique, or or uh, the brother uh, Lupe Felipe Felipe Lu uh, what's the name. Fiesce, oh, fiesce, <laughs> Lupe fiesce, fiesce, fiasco,
4: oh Lupe, Fiasco, Fiasco. kind yeah. of brothers, yeah,
5: yeah, Lupe, Fiasco, Fiasco. They're similar to those kind of brothers in terms of their intellect, in terms of their ability to get on the mic and and spit out information that is so pertinent to the survival of a people that Sony decided that there's no contracts for you guys. So when those guys, I met those guys, they have when they come there to trying to get a contract. And then the remember the guys telling me about well, one no, no, they 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 turn us down again, you know, because they want us and he's about to say it precisely. They want us to put out negative music and we tell them we can't do that. We're not gonna betray the African community by putting out garbage. We can't do that. We have an obligation, we have a responsibility to the African community. Well that Zionist, Tommy Matola of 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 of, uh, of um of, uh, of Sony, um well at least he's Zionist, he supports the Zionist. He he! In fact, he was re- sort of responsible in terms of making sure the X Clan never made any music after after the 70s and 80s because they refused to you know to bend to his will in terms of pumping out that very negative kinds of music uh, in which these designers want you know uh, these young African artists to pump out. So clearly, brother Africa, this question in terms of uh, wealth is a very very important question. And seriously, I certainly hope people will certainly think about this whole concept in terms of wealth, what w- really entails wealth and understanding. You know, but, uh, uh, if you're going to live and die by wealth, then certainly one of the things you have to do, you have to be able to control that wealth. If you don't control that wealth, then by definition, you're fundamentally a commodity. And i close with that.
4: Brother Anthony, your response? Brother Anthony, the mic is yours.
6: Uh, I think people uh, fail to distinguish between uh, control and participation in, uh, in their own oppression. And uh, uh, when you are uh, when, when a participant, you can have billions of dollars. And not control crap. Uh, Whereas uh, having power is actually having control. And people fail to make that distinction very often. And uh, just because, uh, you know, they have billions of dollars, that means that, that they're in control. When in actuality, they don't control crap. And uh, they're merely participants in their own oppression, so to speak. And, uh, you know, having billions of dollars means that you participate in your own oppression, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have control. And uh, that's a distinction a lot of our people fail to make and uh while it is true that you may participate in your own oppression, that does not necessarily mean you have control over it and uh And that's a mistake a lot of people make very often and uh so uh actually, you only have power. When you actually have control over your resources, and uh, and that's a distinction that people fail to make. And uh, in order to have control, you gotta have control over your resources, uh, how your resources are spent, etc. And, uh, you know, without that, you don't have any anything going for you. And people can exploit you culturally. And I think that's the difference. And without control, you're still uh 20th century slave, so to speak. And uh, you don't have real power. Over your resources so uh with uh with controlling your wealth, then you have the ability to make plans on how your resources are allocated, and that's a major difference and uh you know, and that's critically important uh to seek control over your means of production and not just participation in uh your own oppression so uh you know that's the that's the distinguishing difference and uh when you have control over your resources then you can dictate how uh how your uh how your uh, spending is allocated and whatnot and uh you know and that takes organization above all and uh uh you know uh in had a saying that organization decides anything, and that's a key point you know without uh you know without or, uh, or, or organization you don't have any real power over your resources
4: you know um to brother Subuque, to our sister Eleanor and brother Moses, our lack like for y'all to take the lead in this particular um question that I can raise with, with, with you and to listen to the audience. Now, they the claim label. Brother Kanye and Brother Irving are uh, anti Semitic. Because one is fighting for his right to earn, receive what he's what he what he what he what he think he is worth. Mm. And the other one have respected on something he thinks has some values that people should look at. I.e. a movie titled Hebrews to Negroes. One get punished for speaking out the truth in terms of dealing with how you feel as being exploited. The other one has the right to express his ideas in terms of where he thinks something may have a value and maybe take a look at it by doing a tweak. They get punished. They find other means and ways to take money and undermine their livelihood and send out anti-Semitic. But my question to Brother Maurice, Sister Eleanor, and Brother Moses. If you are gonna punish them for, for 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 these allegations that you have made against them, what is your response to Jeff Bozo and Amazon who sells the movie, who promotes the movie, and who giving the movie the platform for other people to to see and view? Where has that criticism well, why hasn't that criticism been raised and they have been attacked and they have undermined and, and why hasn't trying to undermine their means of not being able to make money off the resort of the same movie that you are attacking Kyrie and the behavior that you are saying that Kanye is displaying has been anti-Semitic? Where's the criticism and attack against Jeff Bezos? the third largest richest billionaire in the world, and Amazon, who is still selling the movie and promoting the movie. And to these so-called pundits of so-called African uh, announcers and stuff, why haven't you said anything to them, to Amazon, and to Jeff Bezos? I'll stop right here. To our listening audience, I'd like to hear your response to this question as well. If you don't call in today, you hear this program, you can email us. Africa on the move to a Gmail. I'd like to give you your response. To my brother, Sabuque, your response to my question. Yes, Why is there lack like of criticism to Jeff, to Jeff Bezos and to Amazon for promoting, selling, and still promoting the movie?
8: Oh, yeah. It, it, it's quite simple. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's quite simple. You know, it, it's money. Uh, being, it's money to be made. <laughs> he know, they know damn well, man. It's, it's a it's a game going on all the time, right? They know, a lot of people, a lot of views are going to come now because, you know, of this controversy, if you will, with Kyrie Irving. A lot of people is going to go look at this uh, movie, um, Hebrews or Africans to see what the fuss is about, right? And not only that, you know, he got other movies that I was surprised that he has, has on his platform. Uh the FBI CIA war uh, 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 on uh the Black Power I, I forgot the exact title. Basically it's a documentary. We all know this documentary. Um The Cointel Pro FBI CIA on, on Black Power movements. Uh he got that documentary on his platform and I was I, I was I was taken aback when I said Oh wow but um yeah man he, he you know he is 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 is, is a- is money to be, to be made um but they, you know they 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 make they make uh that's how they they make a profit man off of our controversy off of, off of us like we we said we stated and and confirmed earlier man we they look at us as a commodity, commodity man they they're not gonna you know this is no brand they're not gonna bring any pressure uh, to Jeff Jeff uh, Bezos, and it's and it, that's that's a hell of a question, hell of a point. It, it, it should be an easy mind to be uh, easy mind to be made made up. If okay, if if Kyrie Ky, 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 uh, Kyrie is talking about this, we need to attack all of the platform funds. That's that's the a, that's a a, a a common sense mindset. But nah, man, we with these capitalists, these these people, man, they got money to be to be made. It'll be Stupid for a capitalist to attack capitalist, uh, another capitalist to capitalist take that uh, video off the platform. They know they're gonna make money off, it, and they're gonna continue to make money off it. Africans, we we have the most, uh, what $1 trillion dollar spending power. We the most oppressed, uh, the most uh, un- unwealthiest, but we got a trillion dollar spending power combined. <laughs> so I I, 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 I I conclude. Have a good night.
4: Sister Eleanor, your response. Why Bezos, Amazon, why aren't they being ridiculed and criticized intact like Kanye and Kyrie as being anti-Semitic, doing things against the interests of particular people? What's up with that lack of criticism? Sister Eleanor.
2: The the reality is is that um there seems to be a thumb and I think Brother Maurice did it so well that um uh Kanye went to bed one night a billionaire and woke up with hundred and twenty three million. And his and Brother Moses, as he said, the content of uh his uh uh Music and lyrics Now the reality is He has a duty uh To himself To learn to uh, Use proper terminology And to know the difference between a Zionist And a person of Judah But Jeff Bezos on the one hand, where we've seen him spend $23 million on just making sure there was no uh, union down south, and we see him spending all this money to oppress the workers. Well, this is the status quo. So people uh, interpret that as a successful businessman. And again, there's this uh, white privilege, and, you know, the whole um, Floyd, uh, when people were marching two years ago in this nation, and the whole issue was white privilege, white male privilege, just white privilege in America. So Bezos has that, and he has money, and he's anti-labor, he's anti-worker, he's anti-union, and he seems to not be discussing the environment, so he's anti-environment, because someone of his status should definitely be talking about saving Mother Earth and doing these type of things. And uh, there's no uh, foot on his neck simply because of the fact that he is, um, as I just said, anti-labor and an anti-progressive. And people right now with this new social media age want to promote that kind of person as being kind of a hero. So when they see uh, him owning the Washington Post and they talk about, yeah, he's kept his hands off of the Post. Well, what do you mean he kept his hands off of it? He owns it. And so the reality is, and then when you see people people like Musk, who seems to have some type of uh, behavioral problem and um um Africans uh the NAACP and numerous other organizations had to meet with him to make sure that he did not um break any of the rules that were negotiated with Tweeter concerning the midterm elections and allowing that uh uh awful hate speech and all of that stuff that Twitter had previously uh posted. So I think with Basil is because he's um um not as flamboyant as uh Kanye or as Elon, uh, as Musk or uh someone like that so he has the past he's not trying to uh act like uh what he says and does doesn't matter i think brother moses really said it when he talks about uh not not realizing that there are consequences for his behavior and that he should have just um, better researched and found appropriate language because his comments weren't interpreted as one of his uh, records. Like his first successful one, uh, I'm not saying she's no gold digger, but we know how the lyrics went. And people just applauded and the dance went on. But... But uh,
4: Eleanor... Sister Eleanor, one quick question: If you're going to contact him or um, find him on his content, and what he produce? And you are part of the promotion of it. How do you come back later on? And let's say he anti something. When when you participate in the same behavior towards another group of people,
2: simply because that group of people um, uh, came here in bondage and are oppressed and are used as a part of the surplus labor economy because they're so identifiable and suffer so many social injustices and fail to organize. That's, and, and the industry that Kanye is a part of makes uh its money off of mocking that kind of behavior through music, alleged music through quote the art. And so uh the they're simply saying that, oh, it, it's not about oh uh, Oh, what he said is about how he said it, and blah 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 and that's what I think the difference is and and it's also about who he talked about. He was talking about the entertainment industry and the men and corporations who uh have taken a stance and and it's it's not an inappropriate stance. They are not going to promote and allow anti-Jewish rhetoric. And they stay away from addressing the issue of Zionism. And being anti-Zionist which is another issue. So the reality is is that um as it was stated, Kanye and people like him are a commodity. These men, whether they're athletes, whether they're um, uh, musicians or whatever, are a commodity. And um, their contract and their material is not airtight and if they're not careful they can wake up broke tomorrow morning for just being nefarious and making these outrageous comments and kanye needs to rope it in and i understand that he has some behavioral health issues but that doesn't matter and i and I saw that he's very family oriented and other things. Okay.
4: But the he is
2: Yeah.
4: Let me stop you right there and let me bring in Brother Moses to get his thoughts on this. Brother Moses, well right. criticism to Jeff Bezos and Amazon for being the platform to promote and push the same product that Kanye West is being criticized for, for the same kind of relationship that our brother Kyrie Irving has been criticized about. When's outcry or the critique of right. Jeff Bozo at Amazon if there's so much a anti-Semitic uh, um, uh, um, narrative that comes from this story?
7: All right. There's a double standard there. Um, certainly they don't privacy standards to everyone. Um, obviously, you know, like uh, Brother Maurice was saying, there's money to be made, and this is a capitalist system, and and um, that's what's going on. Capitalism is about making money, and and the social, the social democracy or the social fabric of uh, uh, is not not um, what society needs, and so you know that's that's just the double standard of 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 society, uh um, we live in a racist society and uh, they perpetuate racism, they perpetuate sexism, classism and uh, and uh and they divide and conquer and in the music industry, like you said, you know Michael Jackson and Prince and all of them were trying to get control over their their uh, works, their creative works and, and all aspects of it. And so, you know, this fight has been going on and it will continue to go on. Thank you.
4: You know, panelists, um, this whole uh, narrative is so full up with hypocrisy. I'm going uh, to try to attempt to address some of the hypocrisy and I just would just like to have each one of y'all respond to it in general. For example, if you could take the contracts away from Kyrie Irving, we talk about devious Nike, we some about this whole hypocrisy of being anti-Semitic. We talk about you know this whole thing of being anti anti Hitler, anti Nazism. Well, based on my history understanding, there was a relationship and collaboration. Historically, between the Nazi movement and the Zionist movement, Adidas, the original owner, if I I, I remember correctly, he was a pro-Nazi. The company comes out of Germany, those shoes, and have a relationship with the Nazi movement. So where is this hypocrisy coming from, Brother Hackey?
5: Yeah, well, I, I think in a nutshell, brother Africa. I think the hypocrisy comes from the ability to make money. Uh, you, when you talk about the, the the historical relationship between Nazis and Zionists, uh, the, the, the history is very clear on that point. In terms of the level of uh, collusion that took place with respect to Nazis and Zionists to form it, a situation where uh, uh, it made it easier to to intimidate, to scare. Mm-hmm other uh, Jewish individuals to flee um, various parts of of, of Europe, specifically Germany. So clearly this this collaboration has a lot to do in terms of money. So I think this is the quintessential point. And one of the points I think this is germane here in terms of the question you raised about Africa is that when you, if your position is that, that capitalism is all about making money, when you, when, when, you, when you de-platform or when you take away the ability of these celebrities to make money, you actually, capitalists actually lose money. So the question is, if money is that important, then what would justify these, these Zionists uh, from um, um, uh, punishing uh, individuals who, quote, unquote, who speak out on the issue in terms, of, uh, ju- uh, in terms of Zionist insensitivity when it comes to the aspiration of African people? So I think I just want to do that in. But the whole question in terms of collaboration, though, I think, Brother Africa, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, aside from the money aspect, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that... You know, designers themselves. When you look at the history of the designers' movement, these people are not they're, these people are not religious. They don't believe in a the deity. They don't believe in a creator. And when you talk about Herzl, when you talk about Weissman, these individuals don't care. They, they, they don't even believe in a creator. So this movement is solely political. It has nothing to do in terms of religion. It's political, and because it's political, you do any and everything in terms of pursuit of money. And that's what it's all about. Now, to say that Zionists uh, are attracted to making lots of money is that anti is that anti-Jewish? Of course not. The people may perceive it as such. Don't give a damn if they do. The bottom line is that uh, you know that this preoccupation with money, in terms of in terms of Zionism, it certainly squares with this notion in terms of you know Zionism as a political movement, not a religious movement. And so that context, brother Africa. I think the the collaboration that you talk about is part and parcel in terms of the desire for power by designers and willing you do any and everything in terms of in order to achieve power and, and power and wealth. So it's that simple.
4: Brother Anthony, your response to the historical collaboration of these two forces and these companies, the original
6: owners,
4: uh, are pro- well,
6: yes they uh well let's see Zionism is uh is a manifestation of capitalism uh to put it concisely and uh and uh the, uh the characteristic is that they use Judaism to justify their ends uh uh is uh is another form of capitalist exploitation. It's about the control of resources uh, somebody else's land, uh which today is Palestine. Uh but uh historically they've also sought to, to control parts of Africa and even uh even uh South America in some cases. Uh they were willing to go wherever wherever capitalists were able able to give them land. So uh this puts uh, uh this makes a false of them being a liberation movement uh because they were able to go wherever the capitalists were willing to give them land. And uh, that included uh, certain parts of Africa like Futajalon, uh In Guinea and uh uh Kenya. But The Europeans didn't want them there, so they settled on uh, Palestine.
4: Brother Maurice, your take on this whole issue, and looking at this whole relationship between these forces, Zionism and Nazism, and when you look at these companies, you talk about Reebok, Nike, what have you, they had an origin and foundation in Nazism. So what is the double talk about being anti-Semitic? Your response, Brother Maurice.
8: Yes, I think Brother Anthony Anthony couldn't say it no say it no better. Uh, Zionism, capitalism, colonialism, um, r- racism, sexism—all these isms. But d- d- be honest, though, like all of the, all of, all of, all of them are in bed with each other. All of them. Uh, the, the, all of them got the common denominator, and the common denominator is they strive and they feed and they feed off the oppression and the exploitation of African people. We can all sit here on, on on this call, and I think we can come to an agreement, common sense agreement, that Zionism they oppress people up like like uh, in Palestine and, and in parts of Africa, like Brother Anthony just stated. Uh, we know capitalism was fueled by slavery, our labor, right? The bulk of our, our African labor, the manpower, uh, the knowledge, the, uh, the, the knowledge, the manpower, the skill set uh, that we had, our culture, all of that uh, fueled and built cap, uh, got capitalism. So as for Reebok, uh, all these clothing companies, when we talk about slavery, what was the main fabric? Cotton. You couldn't have all these clothes, clo- these clothes uh, without cotton. Michael Jordan, a lot of, and not only Michael Jordan's shoe, the Nike shoe as well. As well, a lot of our brothers and sisters and children uh, killed, you know, killed by each other over these shoes. Nike ain't saying nothing. Where, 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 where's the, where's the, where's the, where's the outcry for that at? Nobody say anything about our kids. Uh, especially in the 90s right still goes on today for Jordans for the shoes Jordans they we, we 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 were killing each other for these shoes for these coats these jackets where's the outcry from Nike then <laughs> why Nike ain't, ain't ain't uh you know why they not pulling pulling money then out of people out of these uh celebrities or rappers pocket pockets who wear who 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 wears their uh their 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 materials and their videos and 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 they talk about killing and they and they and they and they rhymes and they talk about that uh that that, that um that that propaganda of killing and violence the 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 the, the mainstreams so or the outputs of these uh, isms we talk about capitalism imperialism colonialism neo colonialism zionism all all of these right the sexism the sexual ex- exploitation. Why they ain't pulling their money in? You, you understand what I'm saying? So all of these, all of all of these organizations, or these not even organizations, these 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 companies, these industries are inter- intertwined. They're in bed with each other, and the common denominator is the oppression of the masses of workers and the masses of African people. So that's that's that's, that's what that's, that's what that all entitles to me. I hope that answers your question.
4: Thank you, Brother Maurice. Sister Eleanor, your response. Um,
2: I'm sorry. What was your question, Brother Africa?
4: We're just talking about the relationship between Zionism and Nazism. We're talking about the development of these companies like Reeboks, and Adidas. They had their origin in the dev- origin out of Germany, out of Nazism. So what is this hypocrisy talking about being anti-Semitic on one hand and on the other hand, you work in collusion with the same folks you say you are against or against you. What's up with the hypocrisy here? Uh,
2: again, I think it's been stated well by the analysts that it's about capitalism. It's about money. And that's uh, the bottom line. And, uh, the applicants involved are simply a commodity. It's simply uh something that's traded and can be easily replaced. But these uh the Zionists and the neo Nazis uh have a common interest in the oppression of the oppression of uh The people in particular, uh, African people, working class people, and the most vulnerable in society. So what we see is uh, a great deal of of commonality that is unspoken, simply because that commonality is... uh, predates the latter 20th century. And we see right now the neo-Nazi movement um, on the rise in Europe uh, with NATO as the U.S. uh, begins to arm NATO. So um, this whole thing with Nike and all these other companies um, they're Their position on Zionism is strong in that you see with the elections this week in Israel that uh, they're there, they're making money, and uh, they're collaborators with the Zionists. So you're certainly not going to. Um, harm someone that you're in collaboration with or you're not going to bring up their historical relationship to uh, the 1923 through the 1940s and the authoritarian movement that was sweeping Europe and even had its ugly head up in the United States the didn't gain power. So there's a commonality. Can I can I make an extra point?
4: Yes, go ahead, brother Maurice.
8: Go I'm ahead. sorry, sorry, real quick, real quick, real quick. Um, and I was thinking as as as, as the sister was speaking, um, this this term of commodities. Real quick. Now we were we wore shoes. We was we we were we we our skin. And that Turner skin, I just I just it just dawned on me, they use his that brother's skin to make shoes, to to make shoes. It's not funny, but I'm just saying, I I had laughed at at the at the wickedness of these people we we're talking about, right? They say get over it. They made they they took our, us, and he wasn't the only one. They took our ancestors from slavery bodies, grind them up into lamp, lamp 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 shades for the lamp curtains and shoes. And and not only this, last but not least, as for Kanye, Kanye, you reap what you sow, you sow, brother, because you took you took shoes, you took a shoe, a, a, a model of a, a shoe that an enslaved African was wearing up in the seventeen eighteen hundreds, and he's gonna make a a, a hundred dollar shoe off of that. That's mockery. But I, I I just wanted to make that point. I'm sorry. Well,
2: that is a great point.
4: Uh, You finish this, Eleanor?
2: Yeah, that, uh, Brother Maurice, is so correct in that uh, in the 20th century, lampshades being made out of human skin and just the uh, uh, violence and uh, abuse of uh, human against human, and uh, that was a very good comment. Thank you.
4: I just want to add to your last point. I thought, just for the interest of the listening audience, uh, if you want to talk about the relationship and collusion of all these forces uh, collaborating with each other, is that it was the Nazis, from my understanding, that helped develop and create the first intelligence agency for the U.S. government, the Central Intelligence Agency. That that came out from the intelligence agencies of the Nazis out of Germany. So if you talk about this this whole collusion connection between these very forces, they all intertwine. And we got to be real careful about not being misled by someone telling a lie so many times, which is going on now, and this, this particular phenomenon represents that. They constantly keep saying the same thing so many times, they will make you think that you are hearing the truth and it's the truth. You know, just because it lies so a thousand times doesn't mean it's the truth. So on that note, what we're going to do, this is Africa on the Move. We're going to take a rubbish and a culture break. And when we come back, we will be closing out and finding the thoughts on this theme. Zionism, Kanye West, Kyrie Irving, and slavery. This is Africa on the Move.
0: If you think of the Middle East in this modern time, You can't help but say the word Palestine. People there have lost their land. Some have lost their home. They live in other countries. Their freedom almost gone. Palestine Palestine. needs needs her freedom. Palestine. Needs our love, needs needs our love, love. Palestine, Palestine. needs her freedom, freedom. Palestine, Palestine. Needs needs our love. There seems to be no answer to give us the reason why.
3: Order in chains, living in pain Today is the same And nothing ever changes Hung by a noose Can't tell the truth Filled with abuse And everywhere there's danger How long can this go on? When will the light I see? I know my journey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Made it through my journey. Made it through my journey. Hello
1: Reno.
3: A bloodline across the waters from Benin to Salvador Bahia comes life more
1: rich,
3: more pure, more alive, where death spent many lonely nights pacing the floors of his funeral parlor, waiting for someone to die. Pellerino, a French word called the place of torture, became a place of strength, a place where faces of white saints became faces of black gods where haunted visions and demons became healing visionaries and orishas from the motherland. And Jesus rejoined his kinfolk and was reborn and baptized in the sound of sensual skin, turned up to dance to inspire a fire like the sun pronouncing his presence. Pellerino is the tongue of the flame, licking the eyes of those who have tried to remain blind, shining a light on a spirit that would not be denied. No, the chains did not break the spirit, did not enslave the music of my soul, did not shackle the will of my freedom, did not tarnish the glow of my gold. And all the palerinos in Africa, in Europe, in North and South America Cannot destroy the majesty of my people The love of my people Shining like the sun everywhere we go Everywhere we go When the light is clear Oh, how beautiful I will be To know that I've been here And made it through my journey, yeah And made it through my journey, yeah Yeah, 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 yeah Yeah, 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 yeah
4: We'd like to welcome you back to Africa on the Move on October 6, 2022. I'm Brother Africa, the host, and we're speaking with our political panel analyst. On our theme today, Zionism, Kanye West, Kyrie Irving, and Slavery. Before we have our final thoughts on this particular um, matter, what we would like to do, make a couple of announcements to inform you on upcoming events, activities, Please write them down, and then we'll have a final response and final thoughts on this particular theme. First, we'd like to remind everyone that Africa on the Moon, in association with the African Awareness Association, will be taking New Year 2023, uh, funeral ride to Cuba from January the 23rd to the 30th. If you have not filled out your application, got your deposit, please do so. I contacted them at African Awareness Association two at gmail dot com. we'll um, bring Brother Hacking in shortly. Ask him to just give us a little update on why this particular trip is important. Also we recognize the ongoing work and activities by the all African peoples fellowship by G C. We will ask Brother Anthony to give us any in update or information on how the people can find out more about the party, as well as Brother Moses and Sister Eleanor, who is doing ongoing work with the D.C. Metro Coalition in support of the Cuban Revolution, and, of course, our brother Sibukwe. He also has an organization to work with, African People Socialist Party. So we're going to do our announcements right now, and then when we come back, we're going to do our final thoughts. I have a narrative I'd like to share with the listening audience, I'd like each one of my panelists and analysts to respond to it. But in terms of announcing, Brother Haiki, we can come back to you. Always, you know, we're talking about the importance of the vote that took place in Cuba, how we can support Cuba, help fight this um, issue of the U.S. racist blockade. And one of the things your organization is doing is, 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 is organizing a feed ride as a travel challenge to go and support and see Cuba why that you need to do so, Brother Hackie.
5: Well, in the simplest in a in the simplest sense, you know, one of the things in terms of, you know, why it's so important to support support Cuba is that we have got to talk about understanding the role of institutions. You know, often, you know, uh, the discussions around institutions in America are very difficult to come by, mainly because people in positions of power don't want people to adequately uh, critique you know, institutions in American society in terms of, you know, how they adversely or negatively impact the lives of its people. So in that context, the question in terms of institutions never become a very uh, uh, a very a visible kind of subject to approach. Well, in Cuba, when you talk about the role of institutions in terms of, you know, how it impacts people, Cuba has done a masterful job in terms of innovating institutions, which says that it's a question of us, not a question of me, but a question of us. It's a question in terms of working together, it's a question about bringing the best out of human beings. And so certainly when you think about the importance in terms of bringing the best in human beings, then you got to agree, you know, that if you contrast the two the two systems, if you contrast America with Cuba, then certainly if you want to create the better human being, the better human being comes out of, out of Cuba. So in that context, we, we, we want people to have a deeper understanding of this role in terms of institutions, in terms of how it impacts on the behavior uh, of his people. And so by going to Cuba you get an opportunity to see firsthand concretely, you know, the benefits in terms of, you know, these positive institutions impact on the people. When you talk to the people, the level of love, uh, the level of respect, uh, the level of awareness, you know, is 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 very palpable. It's very, very clear. You know, there's something different about these people in terms of, you know, their approach to life. So clearly this is something that we as a, as as a as an oppressed nationality here in North America certainly can learn, learn from. Also I think just in terms of just you know, being able to concretely see uh um the necessity in terms of, you know, uh, uh institutions in society. Uh I think one of the things there's there's a, a institution in Cuba called the the Center for the Defence of the Revolution. Essentially what it is is community gathering. And these people are organized around the question of those issues that are pertinent to society or pertinent to the government, pertinent to the people. And if they see there's a shortcoming in terms of governmental policy, then they're free, you know, to approach government officials in terms of their concerns, but they do it from an organized perspective. So that kind of organization is something that we struggle for because certainly when we talk about something like police brutality and we talk about systematic uh, uh, inequality when it comes to the educational system, Certainly, the, the better we're organized, the more we're in a position to actually address these particular issues. Cuba does a masterful job in terms of creating that kind of mindset among its people. So we ask people to go to Cuba firsthand and see themselves, you know, how the Committee for the Defense of the Revolution, how these four missions behave, how they act and their role and their missions, and to sort of emulate that and hopefully to bring that back home to the U.S. and have these discussions around you know, uh, how we can implement similar kinds of structures right here in America. Because it's, it's key. Because one of the things that we're very, very clear on, uh, no matter what anyone says, when we talk about the the the, the, um, the uh, unraveling of the capitalist system, that is not hyperbole. That is very, very real. That is happening all the time. And so when we talk about in terms of growing unemployment, um, the growing the distance between those who have and those who don't have, we love, talk about the level of of, of, of hatred, uh, of victorol that exists in society. All of that exists for a reason. It's, 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 it's symptomatic of the fact that this capitalist system is in decline, and it's not just happening in the United States, but it's happening throughout the world. So our ability in terms of dealing with these dramatic changes has become, comp- become compromised because we grew up in a society in which we're taught to think only about individuals and not about the group. Whereas in the situation with Cuba, given the, these atrocious sanctions imposed against Cuba, the ability to keep the Cuban people focused and moving toward the future is is, is a thing to, to hold. The fact that despite these atrocities in terms of the undermining of the Cuban economy, despite this, the people are still progressing. And when you talk about academic academic achievements, when you talk about some of the best scientists, some of the best engineers in the world, it's in Cuba. The best doctors in the world, Cuba. So you talk about a small island of 11, 12 million people. You ask yourself, well, how could you do this despite the fact that you got the most powerful nation on the planet, uh, uh utilizing you know sanctions for the sole purpose of bringing the, the small nation to its knees? It has a lot to do in terms of how institutions uh, impact the way people see the world, the way people behave, the way the per- people interact with one another. So we encourage people to go to Cuba firsthand and see for themselves that which is the marvel we call Cuba, and to understand and to appreciate. Uh, those kind of things, those gifts that Cuba bank to humanity and hopefully come back to the United States and have, begin beginning discussions around implementing similar kinds of structures right here in America, And not close to that, Brother Africa.
4: Thank you, Brother High keep but more importantly when you come back, help concretely participate to create a climate put an end to this racist blockade. Next, Brother Anthony, like always, we say what well, our organization, people cannot think clearly and we have an organization I think is worthy for the public to know about. Talk a little bit about the organization and if y'all may have anything special going on. The mic is yours, Brother Anthony.
6: Thanks. Uh let's see. I uh my final thought uh for this evening that it is very important. Uh that we that we get organized. Our enemies are well-organized, and uh, disorganized people cannot defeat an organized enemy. Uh, One such organization is the All-African People's Revolutionary Party, GC. We're we're guided by revolutionary ideology and objectives. Uh, you can visit our website at www.a-aprp-gc.org for more information about our organization and uh, how uh, you can join or support. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Brother Anthony. Brother Anthony, bringing Brother Subukwe. He works with various organizations. If they any organization you'd like to mention of, and any significant events that are going on, Brother Subukwe, we'll give you a few minutes to do so. The mic is yours.
8: Thank you, Brother. Thank you, Brother. Alfie. I appreciate you, man, for allowing me, uh, allowing us a platform to speak about organizations. Since you know, we always uh, preaching about organizations. I thank you for allowing us to share what organizations we uh, are part of. So again, I'm a part of, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a member of the Pan African Revolutionary Socialist Party. I'm um, gonna speak briefly. Um, we have toto classes every Sunday, um, in the morning for our youth. Um, it is the youth, uh, like Malcolm X stated, the youth is our future. That's a no-brainer. So we got to get our youth organized and politi- political, status, politi- political size, political, political size as well. So they could carry on this fight uh, against imperialism and against capitalism. So every training we have with Toto School, and also we are in preparation of our 2023 calendar, PRSP calendar, which is also going to be centered around the youth, uh, the youth caught up in the snares of capitalism. That's the theme for our 2023 uh, calendar that will be out soon. And last but not least, we just celebrated Congo Week. We had an event here uh where i'm at in richmond virginia about whats what's going on uh presently in the congo tradition what, what the you know the uh the the assassination of uh, patrice Lumumba, uh patrice emery Lumumba, book and also uh that we we talked about uh king you know leopold and the and the in and the, and the destruction to the congo with capital, capitalism and imperialism brought about so, um please um, still celebrate Congo Week. Congo Week is not only for a week. Congo is an everyday thing. Like being African is an everyday thing. So please uh, support friends of the Congo, Congo.org by visiting their, visiting their website and making a contribution for their struggles in the Congo. So that's that, conclude. That's all what we have going on at the moment. Thank you again, Brother Africa, for allowing allowing this platform.
4: Thank you, Brother Maurice. Next, we will go to Brother Moses from the DC Metro Coalition in support of the Cuban Revolution. Any updates or information you'd like to share with the listening audience?
7: Yeah, I apologize. I'm I'm not as up to date as I should be myself. Um, but I believe it's the 19th. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, the 19th. There's going to be a caravan in DC. Uh, to support the the end of the embargo and the end of the blockade uh, uh and um we will be politicizing people around that issue uh so that'll be coming up uh hopefully by next Sunday I will I will have the I I believe it's 18th at Columbia Road where it's going to start but I I don't want to swear to that but anyway thank you
4: and so Salvador Is there anything you'd like to add to Brother Moses' report?
2: We're still also working on a fundraiser that hasn't been finalized, but I think Brother Moses covered uh, our caravan activities, and uh, that's the big thing. And we'd like to invite people to join the caravan and help politicize,
4: and educate their neighbors. Thank you, Sister Eleanor, and my panelists, panelists and listening audience tonight. Uh, The last narrative I'd like to raise as relates to our theme tonight, Zionism, Kanye West, Kyrie Irving and Slavery, is that recently you know you'll find out that um sometimes we have to connect the dots to try to understand the, the real scenario of what is taking place i found something very really interesting and i'd like for my panelists all of y'all to listen closely and respond to it and listen audience can write us and share in their response as well recently there was a um there was was a report that For the past year, 2021, you had over 250 rappers, which is mostly Africans, under the labels, which is mostly under the labels that are controlled by the Zionist influence and power. You had over 250 rappers died in the year 2021. Most of them were by gun violence. That has never been reported. If you look at the issue of Kanye West and Kyrie Irving, uh, what they are addressing, those same concerns can be also viewed under concerns that were by Sam Cooke, Michael Jackson, Prince, and many other artists who had issues with the same industry over fairness control, and their freedom artistic they'll be free to be able to express themselves artistically. When we look at this scenario of how they are dealing with Kyrie and Kanye is also a expression of similar how they view the powerlessness of african African people. Is a form, a continuation form of slavery and what they would do to enslaved brothers and sisters who, refi- who refuse to cooperate or participate toward the continuation of their oppression. How should we respond to these companies who find it convenient to attack these two brothers outright in front of us and we don't have an organized response back to these companies? Should we continue to support Nike, Adidas, the banks, the institutions, who are getting paid off us, while we are still getting played by them. What do y'all think, panelists? Your final thoughts, brother Hackey?
5: Well, brother, well, well, brother Africa. The response
4: has to be an organized
5: one, but I think more importantly, I think we have to we have to do a better job of educating our children. Uh, you know, the level of consumerism in the African community. Uh, is ex- in my estimation is excessive. I I think that you know our kids got to stop asserting you know their their their, their self worth uh, by conflating it with what they have in terms of you know in terms of material possessions and those kinds of things. I think to the extent that we we internalize the notion in terms of having things defines who we are as human beings, we're at the mercy of um, of those people in positions of, of of consumerism or conditions of, of, or in positions of power. Uh, to to shape you know uh, not only you know you know how we see the world but more importantly how we see ourselves. So we have to do a better job of educating our children. You know you know to reject this notion in terms of black consumerism because it's killing us. I think you alluded to the fact that 250 rappers died in 2021 and you know it's unfortunate. You know a lot of these lyrics these these young brothers put out. You know um, um, you know glamorizing you know the the, the gangster lifestyle. Unfortunately, a lot of them end up, you know, losing their lives, you know, trying to live up to these these faulty expectations in terms of what it is to be an African uh, African young man you know, in society. So I think, to the extent that uh, you know, we we uh, you've internalized those values, I think some culpability has to lie with 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 the adult with the older adults in terms of who um, who benefited from the sixties, from the fifties, sixties, and the seventies. In terms of a new awakening in the African community who didn't turn around and rejected those teachings and started teaching their kids is' all about materialism, so we got our work cut out for us. but if we're going to address the systematic you know uh inequality or systematic oppression or systematic injustice inflicted upon African people, then it has to i think in my estimation it has to start with educating the kids uh and brother Subukwe, in terms of the uh you know the wa toto uh uh program. I mean, that's excellent in terms of reaching, keep, reaching young people because they are the future. And more importantly, you know, um, you know, young people tend to be fearless in terms of, you know, confronting, you know, our adversaries. Uh, whereas a lot of us uh, who are, who are uh, you know, elders or older people in the population fear the system because we've been taught to fear the system. And so, therefore, we, we bite our tongue and we go along simply because, you know, it's better to acquiesce them to stand up and potentially lose, you know, a job or potentially lose, you know, uh, some reputation or whatever. So clearly organization is the key, but more importantly, organization with, with an embrace of young people in terms of understanding clearly who they are and the obstacles that they must confront.
4: Thank you, brother Haki, brother Subukwe, your final thoughts and response to my last narrative.
8: Right. So, and that's a great, excuse my French, but that's a great damn question. It's a tough question that my generation been dealing with in the question of Nike, right? We, me and uh, peers of my generation, we was raised up on Nike and we are victims of, of this Nike thing. And I was talking with, with a pair about, uh, you know, we need to boycott Nike and all of this, but his response was and not to call him out on his shoulder tonight, but his response was uh, How in the hell I'm, we, we, it's just me and you or I, I, I'm, I, I do it by myself or uh, gonna boycott Nike. that's not gonna affect Nike <laughs> So he gives in and, and myself included as well. I got Nike uh, products in my closet. I'm not you know, I'm not uh not 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 ignorant to that. Like I said, it's part of our culture, right? The the culture, and and, and 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 it is what it is. But at the same time, um, you we have to have. That's why it's imperative for us to have organizations so we can be powerful. And you know, boycotting Nike and, and not and not supporting Nike and not giving into it, not giving into it. Like you know, and and they and that's the culture. That's 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 why they got people like Kanye West. Or people like uh, over Irving, LeBron James, all of them. They had all of these. Nah, had, everybody had a shoe with either Feliz, Nike, Nike, Nike. Don't, you know, one, but all of these uh, shoe companies: Feliz, Nike, Adidas, Reebok, uh, Converse, Timberlands. All of all, all all of these um, clothing clothing products, you know, uh, had, had 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 a, a, a grip. If you will, a hole on on me as a youth and, and still as a, an adult generation, we still battle, battling with that with this uh, contradiction, if you will, in this in this um, you know this, this contradiction of dealing with these uh, Nike these organizations, um, and, and, and I say this, but not but not least, um, you know, it with the same uh, peer that I'm speaking about, he said, "Well, shoot, man, we uh we we we." we our money go to a, a, a capitalist or a business every day, whether it's in the form of a dominion, dominion uh, electricity for life. But that's, you know, that's what you know. I'm just stating what he said. And the brother had had had, had some interesting um, uh, points that he shared. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's it's something that we need to talk about and need to have a serious conversation about. But we can't have a serious conversation about it if we're not organized. But thank you, thank you, brother, for the question.
4: Thank you, my brother, and we'll go to brother Moses. Your final thoughts, brother Moses.
7: Do you want my final thoughts?
4: Yes, brother Moses. Your response to my statement.
7: Okay, well, you had the the, the Nike and uh, Adidas and uh, all that. Um. um um, we have to be organized. That's that's the that's that's it. I mean, if you're going to boycott or use your economic power, it takes more than one individual. It has to be a united effort if there's going to be anything done. I don't know. If, um, um, is this the last statement for the night?
1: Yeah,
4: last statement for night, Brother Moses. What else you would like to say? Yeah. Share with the people.
7: Yeah, I I am the the. The importance of correct theory, of, of dialectical and historical materialism being applied to the concrete struggles that we face. Um, in, in, in the 1890s um, and 1905 and around that era in, in the Soviet, in, in what was Russia then, um, there was a revolutionary theory put out by the Bolshevik party um, written by Joseph B. Stalin. Uh, on the Marxism and the national colonial question. And it's, without revolutionary theory, there is no revolutionary movement. And so, you know, that's why the truth is so important. The the, the analysis said that the Jewish people were not a nation and that they they um, they had no right to nationhood and they had no territory, etc. cetera. Um, the cr- criteria for being a nation was not there. But there was a Jewish... Uh, group called the jewish bund b-u-n-d um which is still in israel and which is responsible for building israel um they wanted cultural national autonomy in the in the um in the in the bolshevik party or whatever and uh and and um there was a big criticism of what what that was all about and why why that was not possible um and um Using culture as a, as a basis of nation nationhood instead of land, and so this 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 group the Jewish bond has prospered and gone on to form the state of Israel, and so you know, it's revolutionary theory is important. Uh, ideas are important. Uh, people people gather around the big lie, and and uh, and we see the result. And that's why it's so important to struggle against Trump and all other, all other uh, opportunists. And I'll leave it right there. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Brother Moses, and we will make our transition to Sister Eleanor. Sister Eleanor, as you know, for 2021, they have had over 250 rappers who was killed by gun violence. All of them were under the same condition and control of the forces that Kyrie Irving and Conway spoke to, but yet it very little reporting, very little knowledge of it, knowledge of it. These artists that Conway West is talking about and his condition and Kyrie Irving, they had the same complaints that Prince were raising before he, he was, made his transition, was the same addition that Michael was fighting before he made his transition. They're the same additions that uh, even sound Cook raised back in the day. I mean, when you start connecting these dots, what do you come up with, Sister, my sister? What do you make of this? We hear this outcry again. We want to be paid, be paid, and give us what just do. You'll find the thought, Sister Eleanor. Talk to us.
2: Well, we have uh, been the victims uh I think of the art world uh especially the music industry, and Kanye really should have spoken up about the two hundred and fifty one dead in twenty twenty one and uh the reality is is that um When you are a commodity or seen as an object, your life has no value. Um, As someone told me uh, not long ago, they saw someone uh, striking a disabled person, and they said if that had been a dog, someone would have been arrested. But since that person was an applicant in a wheelchair, no one said anything. Well, the really reality is, is there's a cultural paradigm that has to be overcome, and uh, we saw it when folks got together with Musk this week, and and we're just asking him to keep everything the status quo in place until after next Tuesday, instead of demanding that the racist bigotry that had been on Twitter and, and that had been negotiated and pulled down, stay down. That should have been about the purchase of Twitter. But the reality is Nike, Adidas, uh, Reebok, whomever they are, they are not serving the interests of the people. The people are serving their interest in buying all of this stuff and being consumers of this stuff. And I do think there can be a whole boycott or organize, but we have to organize ourselves in chapters and cities and communities, um, and, and, and whether it's our churches or our schools throughout the country to take action because we saw it done with the great strike in the 1970s. Certainly it can be done with these shoes. And we've seen people uh, dying over uh, coats, um, dying over shoes, and everyone likes to run out of the theater and act as if they don't know who stab the person to death for their Eddie Bauer coat. So we need to really think as consumers where we're consuming, what we're consuming, and take some responsibility for that. Because we are a large consumer market, Africans in the United States. And if we act as so and boycott, it will have a tremendous impact. We saw the impact of the bus boycott that began with Sister Rosa Parks. So we know that um, if we organize and support each other, that we can be successful. Um, And we have to constantly be reminded, it seems, the media reminds us that we are not in charge. We're not of value. We are just a commodity. We're just objects for earning money. We're not of value as people and as human beings. And we cannot exercise free and running around, if Kanye thinks free speech is running around wearing a Trump hat and uh, supporting uh, the neo-Nazi movement, he's more than mistaken. He's, he's obviously um,
6: fused,
2: but he pays the price for that confusion. No one minds him being a supporter of the uh, Confederate movement, but they did mind him making a comment calling himself a black man, a Jew, and alleging that he was Jewish. And uh, that was completely overlooked. And uh, as Maurice said, Brother Maurice said, He's so right. I I remember the Black Lioness Movement. Um, Many of them moved to Israel. Many of them moved to the Virgin Islands. And it's been a very serious movement with at least 40-plus years of history. And um, we have to be recognized and acknowledged as people and uh, and as a diverse people, and uh, realize that as we stand shoulder to shoulder, we can change the world. And this week, the most important thing to remember this weekend is to make sure that you vote during the midterm elections. Don't count yourself out count yourself in and think about the heroes like Stacey Abrams and those that are standing up or Reverend Woolnock standing up against Donald Trump candidate from Texas. Uh so we we we're on our way and uh this was a great show in that it addressed the issues, Zionism, Nazism and racism
4: thank you so much thank you sister eleanor and you know like always you know how we do it on this show sister eleanor we love you so much and love our people we must be truth to the powerful and the powerless but when we come to we the voting thing we not unite on that one if on the ballot boxes don't have freedom liberation and not free africa then uh, you know, it's not a solution to our people problem. The question becomes, what are be we really voting for? So we can't continue to fall for this height. Every two to four years, you know, they give you the story that is important. Important to do what? Is it gonna free us? Is it gonna free Africa? Is it gonna liberate you? Or is it just another tool for the oppressor to continue to misguide us? So, again, we must be critical in our actions and our thoughts. And when we do that, we'll be further down the road to true liberation and unity. So, Brother Anthony, come and talk to me and give me your final thoughts for tonight. Um, I just find it interesting when we look at in near 2021, you had over 250 rappers who died. And one of the questions about these deaths and connecting these dots there's another thing that we don't talk about, Anthony Conway, you Prince, Michael Jackson, all don't talk about the business aspect of it is who owns the intellectual property rights of these artists, of their music? Who stands to benefit a lot from these deaths? Now, some say we are anti-Semitic, where history may show uh, they anti-African, af- anti-Africa, anti-African. Brother Anthony, can you find the thoughts on the theme tonight, Zionism, Kanye West, Kyrie Irving, and slavery?
0: They are getting paid while we
4: still getting paid. They want to uh, bend us over and they want to do something that we shouldn't let them do. So are they trying to butt break us, Brother Anthony? What's up with
6: that? I think they are, and they're trying to maintain control over our community and resources. That is why uh that is why, you know, our youth use N word a great deal. Uh we have fought hard against that over the decades and uh we're gonna have to fight some more in order for our people to realize that we're Africans, period and uh, no matter where we uh where we live or are born we're africans period and uh that's an important distinction to be made and uh we're going to have to struggle against that issue some more but uh it's important that we don't believe the hype uh we're Africans regardless where we are born or live. and uh, you know, and uh, even though we've been in Babylon for four centuries, we're still Africans, period. And uh, the only uh, the, uh, we can only uh, achieve our freedom through permanent, Organization. And okay, thank it. you. Thank you,
4: brother Anthony, Haki, Eleanor, Sabuque, Moses. I listen, audience, friends, supporter, supporters, for allowing us to come to your home this evening to speak the truth to the powerful and the powerless. To express and share what you have thought, some of our thoughts on the theme tonight, Zionism, Kanye West, Kyrie Irving, and Slavery. We say release yourself from mental slavery. No one can free yourself and your mind but you. Let's do this collectively. Remember, not only mind is a powerful thing to waste, but also with a clear and collective mind. All things are possible for our people. We're going to be free, there ain't no doubt about that. But the only way we're gonna do this is we must be organized. So we encourage everyone, join an organization that is fighting for the liberation of your people and for the better humanity. And remember, you must have something that's bigger than you, greater than you. Not fight to continue to carry out capitalism, act an individual. That's a method too for the oppressor. Let's understand with we'll collective will, again, all things are possible. So today's day, of November 6, 2022, we close out with the Music of Liberation as we close out this program, Zionism, Kanye West, Kyrie Irving, and Slavery. We see you next week, 7 p.m. same time, same station. Shout a word, please email us at Africa On The Move too. Let us know that you support and listen to our station. And like always, let's strive to, for, strive to go forward ever and backwards to never. This is Brother Africa, and this has been Africa On The Move. So let's listen to some music and sounds a sweet liberation.
11: Enemy